What's going on, Bryce? This your boy, Jordan West, mostly known as Jay West from Sequester Season 3 and 4. I'm just popping on, man, to show you some love because I love everything about the Purple Pants Podcast. You're so funny. <laughs> um, man, but I, you already know, it's a, it's a, it's a Purple Pants Podcast. Let's go. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Gobble, 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 gobble. What's poppin', everybody? And welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah. And you had enough leftovers or no? But it's definitely been the leftovers for me, okay? Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you could be so kind and pause this bad boy and make sure that you are subscribed to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts from, make sure you write a review and give your baby boy some five stars. How has everyone been doing? We made it through Thanksgiving. I know it was probably a joyous time for some and not so joyous time for others because you could not be with families or, you know, sometimes the holidays aren't good for people because it reminds them of loved ones that have gone on to be with Jesus or, you know, it just sometimes the holidays just but people and not great spirits. So how was everybody's holiday? I truly hope you had a blessed holiday, whether or not you were with family or if you were by yourself like me. However, I had an epiphany about, you know, Thanksgiving and, you know, the leftovers. And I feel like, you know, growing up, if your parents gave you leftovers, you'd be like, yeah, I don't want no leftovers. I want some new food, you know. But in reality, we should be grateful for the leftovers because we're, you should be grateful that you got food on the table. Whether it's cooked today or tomorrow, you still got leftovers to eat. And that's a blessing in itself. And that's really how I've been looking at this year, especially this holiday season. It might feel like we are getting leftovers and we don't want leftovers. We want the real deal. We want to spend time with a family. We want to be, you know, we want to be back to normal. However, I think at times we need to slow down. And be thankful for our leftovers. Thankful for what we have. And although it might not be in the predicament or the situation that we want to have it, we are still blessed in so many different ways. And I think that this holiday season really showed me the importance. I've always spent every holiday or, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas with my mom. And this year was a little different. Due to COVID, I don't want to risk my mom, who I feel like, you know, her immune is not as strong as, you know, other people. So I didn't want to risk that. But I thought I woke up on Thanksgiving and I was like, you know what? I've seen my mom every year. And although it may not be the way I want to see her, baby boy, then got in his car, drove all the way to Delaware and, you know, did a little pop up on my mom and John. And they were so grateful, although they wanted me to stay. I'm like, I'm not staying. I'm not coming in the house. But I just wanted... For you guys to see this love, for you guys to get this leftovers, because either way, I'm still happy that my mom's on this earth and that I can at least drive to see her, whether it not be the duration that I want, but it's still something for me to be blessed. And I think that if we choose to look at our glass half full and not half empty, or if we choose to look at our leftovers in the refrigerator and say, we at least we got food to eat and we're not starving, I think that it just really kind of puts us in a a 
a humble and grateful type of spirit. And that's what I was this Thanksgiving. I am very blessed, you know, for Thanksgiving. Baby boy ate a meal prep and I was chilling. I was watching TV, cleaning up. But the next day, my sister who cooked brought me over a plate. Okay, it was delicious. She uh, she makes this punch. Now, she always say she put different stuff in it, but the punch always tastes the same. And that is what I'm wetting my whistle to. Hold on. Mm. So shout out to my sister Erica, who is definitely a proud member of the Purple Pants Posse for the punch in the delicious plate. When DZ did a pop up on your baby boy, brought me a plate from his Thanksgiving. So listen, babe, listen, I got leftovers for days and I'm shouting and so grateful for it. So when life gives you 2020, baby, just make leftovers. OK, and be grateful. So I'm so excited for this week's episode. Oh, now, listen, I ain't giving you no leftovers in this episode. I'm definitely giving you something fresh and hot out the kitchen. So on this week's episode, you know we got our church announcements. And then I'm so excited to welcome the Lauren Ashley back to the podcast. And I know I've been seeing the tweets. Bryce, why you ain't been talking about love at the lockup? But baby, guess what? I'm talking about life after lockup this week with Lauren Ashley back. You know I got my brookie poo. Miss Cam High is back in the building so we could do our amazing race on this mega episode. You know we got the purple pants pics. Advice with Bryce. Miss Barb is back to bless our eardrums with some Barb's message. Ooh, ooh, it's the freak of the week. Hey, hey, it's the freak of the week. Hey. Hey, hey, so what else we got to do? Let me take these leftovers out the refrigerator, put it in a microwave, put a little paper towel on it so my microwave don't get all nasty and dirty like some of y'all microwaves look. And let's get into this church announcement. On this week's church announcements, I just want to let you know, you know, your baby boy is always busy as a quarantine. B, 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 busy as a quarantine. Oh, b- oh see, see here. Hold on. Ooh, busy as a quarantine. B, B, B. Uh-huh. You, sorry. that That's another jam. But I'm always busy as a quarantine. B. However, over the last couple of weeks, I had some time to stop by and do some podcasts with some new podcasts that are out. So I definitely want you guys to check them out. I did a podcast, the Latter Day Saints podcast with Brandon and Brendan, which was so fun. They got to really an in-depth uh, discovery of Bryce Isaiah and what that's like. So make sure you guys check it out. And I also had time to do the reality podcast with Austin, Corey, and Josh. And we really got to talk about the diversity initiative and, you know, CBS announcing that their unscripted shows would be 50% BIPOC. So they're a really great podcast. So make sure you check them out. And last but not least on the church announcements, you know, over the weekend, Baby Boy did a little Black Friday sale with the Bryce Isaiah online shop. And I just have to say thank you so much for everyone who supported a young black entrepreneur business purple pants podcast. I so appreciate you. And if you missed out on my purple sale, don't worry. The items are still there and they are still going like hotcakes. And, you know, they make great Christmas presents. OK, so if you need your zaddy calendar, you need a hot girl calendar you need that purple pants podcast beanie that just came out Ooh, they looking real 
fire and they go great with your Purple Pants Podcast 2.0 hoodie or you need some stickers or you need a keychain, show your support that you're a Purple Pants Posse member with a Purple Pants Posse keychain or a button or a pen. Show your baby boy some love. Support young black entrepreneurs like myself. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, so listen. Now, my leftovers is done, baby, but we about to get into the meat and potatoes. Oh, oh, meat and potatoes. Maybe some turkey, some ham. Oh, the greens, the beans, tomatoes, haters. Hey, I don't even know the song, but let's get into this menu. It's a man who, it's a menu. Meat and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who, it's a menu. Meat and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. All right, I hope y'all done with all of y'all leftovers. You put that turkey to the side. You got that gravy done. Well, we is keeping the menu rolling with somebody that is like kind of sort of popping their Purple Pants podcast cherry, although she has been on here for a segment, but I really feel like this is the first, first time that she is on to the podcast, okay? One third member of the HR group. Okay. I'd like to welcome my boo, the... Lauren Ashley back to the Issa, podcast. Issa, Issa, oh. Issa, Issa, Issa. Oh. Thanks for having me, Bryce. So grateful but, to be here. Yes. First of all, I am like feeling your sultry raspy voice. You like this? This is called I, I Just Woke Up. Oh. Now, did you wake up like this? Okay. <laughs> I woke question. up like this. Yes, I did. In fact. Yes. So I'm so excited to have Lauren on the podcast. She has become one of my really good friends outside yes. of Survivor. You know, we FaceTime, we chat, you know, she's, you know, but the other day she had sent me a screenshot of my girl, <laughs> Lacey, and she said, new face, who this? Now, first of all, them fighting words to me because, you know, I don't play about my Lacey and Shane. Okay, listen, I love me some Lacey. I love me some Shane. It's just when she popped up on the screen, I didn't know who it was. So I was like, wait a minute, who is that? And then when she was like, oh, Shane and John, and then I was like, oh, that's Lacey. Then I got it. Child. So <laughs> I have discovered that Lauren Ashley Beck is a fan of not only love after lockup, but life after lockup. Yep. So I said, now, wait a minute. We might need to discuss this. Now, I know Purple Pants Posse, y'all have been so mad at me because I kind of sort of dropped off the face of the earth with love after life. Now, I just want to give you my reason. I enjoy podcasting and I love podcasting about my favorite shows. But sometimes, you know, I when I watch shows that I know I'm going to podcast about, it can sometimes take the excitement of the show out. So I like, you know, I wanted to, you know, do something, put myself first. And I was like, you know what? I don't really want to talk about love after lockup because I really just want to enjoy it. Right. Okay. Right. As a as a as a watching member, not as somebody that's going to work and do something and talk about it after. Yes. I see. So I'm just like, let me just have this to myself. And so I have been keeping up. But I was so excited to learn that like last week um, was their first season of the new Life After Lockup. Now, but here's the thing that I have a problem with WeTV because, you know, I got my DVR set. You know, I always record all the episodes. Baby, they need to get these seasons together. Because, Hello? Well, I'm trying like, to figure it out. What am I watching? Love After Lockup? Life After Lockup? It's, the seasons are like meshing together. They are meshing together. And mind you, first of all, this would have been, this is technically like the fifth season of Life After Lockup. However, it's still under... 
the third season of, of Love Life. No, it's under Life After Lockup. See, well, I'm it's still confused. under Love After Lockup, but when you watch the title, it'll say Life After Lockup. But like, and it'd be like episode 19. I'm like, Weed TV, I don't know who is in your programming, <laughs> okay, uh, department. Maybe we need to call HR. Something. Uh, but we need to call we, HR on the line. Okay. We need to get, we got to figure this out because yes. like, it's so, like, I, I hate it because I wanted to go rewatch some old episodes and then I was just like, wait, but what the, when did the new season start? I, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. I agree. But nevertheless, allegedly, so they say, season, the new season, we don't know what season they say, if they say <laughs> it's season three, but it ain't really, but a new season is upon us upon us and so i was like laura girl you want to like maybe cover this see what test the waters and and see if we can cover life after lockup with your baby boy yes of course hands down i love that show i live listen my friday nights are lit because of life after lockup okay now listen you know i was supposed to be on the show but i had to decline wait a minute wait a minute hold up who's the jailbird so first of all okay he's an inmate i've told the story about a thousand times but maybe like a couple of years ago i had a brief fling with a young man named danny okay wait a minute can i ask you wait let me ask you this did you seek danny out or did you no 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 danny danny was very much in society okay now Start starting our fling. I did not realize that he was on parole, but then he soon opened up about that. And so, like, mind you, we maybe had like a, a month and a half, a two month fling, and then all of a sudden, I hear from him. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, oh, child, did he just ghost me? <laughs> and then I had learned uh, that he had got he violated his parole and he went back to not jail but to prison. And so we oh, still dang. Keep yes. Wait a minute. Still- did you accept the call from the penitentiary when he tried to call you, let you know he needs some money on his books? Well, listen, Danny is a hustler. <laughs> you know, he's got many you. jobs. So when he calls, he calls prepaid. Okay? Oh, 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 he, so, that's listen. how he got it. He already has some, he, he's already paid, ready to go. He, he, listen, it was prepaid. So I don't ever have to, whatever. I don't ever have to oh, accept it. Okay. But so we still keep in contact and like maybe child, maybe on my first season of the podcast, I had talked about it and a producer uh, who worked for the network had like DM'd me and was like, hey, I don't necessarily work for Love After Lockup, but we work for the production company and they're like, if you and Danny are really serious and he about to get out, like I can put you in contact with the right people. Oh, okay. Well, season eight, we might need to get you. We so need to call I'm, Danny. Listen, I um, I'm gonna pass on that. And mind you, I had mentioned it to him, and he was telling me how they post flyers in the jail. Stop. About, yes. Advertising, like if you want to be on Love After Lockup. And so a lot of the guys <gasps> in there use it as a hustle to get I mean, out. So get your life. Do what you gotta do. Listen, you know? but here's the thing. I I'm good. I like if if I were in maybe in a real relationship with him, I would like. But listen, it was a fling, and I like you know my. Growing up, my brother was like in prison for 10 years. So my my uncle was in prison for 12 years. So I like have fond memories of like, maybe I shouldn't use the term fond. But but just grand memories. Yeah, I've I've had family members as well in prison and in jail growing up. Yes. And like we used to go see, my brother was six hours away and no GPS, MapQuest. Like my mom and I, like on a bi-monthly basis, would drive six hours one way and six hours another way back home. Like I would always write my brother. Like, I don't know. So I've always had this weird connection with like jail and prison so i don't know like i just i've always kept in contact with danny and so we always keep in contact but danny a little he not crazy but he's like the last letter i got he was like i really want you to live your life i don't want you to wait on me well here's a like you know here's the thing danny 
baby boy is not out here like thinking that but you know kudos to him for giving me uh the permission to right right he was just letting you life. know go ahead live your life baby boy but listen i like you know sometimes i like i do occasionally peruse like writerprisoner.com i'm not opposed wait to, like, wait wait a- wait did you just say you peruse uh uh-uh, uh you cannot just drop something like that you know i just occasionally peruse like writerprisoner.com like the weather I, is it's sunny outside like no i'm not opposed to having a new pen pal like i don't there's just i don't know there's something about the uh, I don't want to call it like well, romanticness. It's, it's, it, well, it is. It's, it is. It's it's a bit romantic because it, it almost brings you back to that old school style of communicating, where yes. you're writing letters, and it is there is something very romantic about it because it brings you back to that like old school style of communication, which I think is something that we're missing in today's day and age. You know, like we are all so hooked to my, to our phones, Bryce. One of the main things that, and I've told you this before, that I've always loved about you is you don't text. You'll call me if you want to talk yes. to me. You want to see my face you want to see what i'm talking about and what's going on and i will always value and appreciate that about you because it makes me feel like you you care about what i'm saying you want to see me you know what i'm saying whereas now i feel like people are just so fly by night they don't care so i get the romantic side of you know having a pen pal and writing them Um, it just takes you back to building a relationship so i get no definitely but just to clarify i'm not looking for a relationship (laughs) i just i am just not opposed to having a pen pal and writing a letter every now and then okay so we're not going to start a batch version I mean, of love listen, after lockup for Bryce. If, if I might, I might fall in love, who knows? <laughs> who knows what the future holds? So I just not opposed to that. But right. jumping right back into this season, yes. baby. Sarah and Mike. Oof. Now, I have talked extensively about Sarah and Mike, and yes. I forgot Mike's other girlfriend that was on the show that was, she was trying to be a sin. Megan, Megan. Mm-hmm. trying to be a singer. But girl, they didn't ex Megan on out. Megan is and gone. The last that we talked about Sarah and Mike on my podcast was that, like, they were going through, like, this custody battle. Yes. Mike had came up to New York. He brought this new girl, Maria. Maria oof. And oof. She was a mess. She was overstepping her boundary. Overstepping. But here is, and, like, I, I don't, I really want to give Sarah the benefit of the doubt. And, I like, right. I, I do think from all everything that we have seen, she is a great mother. Yes, and, absolutely. You know, but my issue with her is that, girl, admit that you are still in love with Michael. I think, okay, listen, I think it's 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 hard to admit that because in her heart, she knows that she does still love him. And it's clear. It's as clear as day. And I think even Malcolm, her new man, can listen. sense it. And that's why he's like, you know, I don't know why you're letting him get you all in your feelings like that. Well, the reason she's getting so emotional is not only because of the kids, but also because of her love. And you saw when he said, when they were they were in the hotel and she went to meet up with him. And he was I like, imagine you know, he said, oh, I thought you was here to get poked. And, I said, Ooh. and the little <laughs> smile. I'm sorry. Do you find Michael attractive? I don't know. I mean, How is he getting all these women? He... Michael I must mean, have some mad game. That was Michael. He said he he said he got a devil D. Right, and, and listen, that, that he makes I, him levitate. I was like, what oh, is going on? I I, yeah, I don't I don't know. I want, I, listen, I, I believe I could fly, even oh, though. Oh, okay, listen. <laughs> no, you did how, not. No, you did not. How far can you pick me up off? No, you did Michael. Not. No, you did not. So, like, I, but I think, listen. I think at the end of the day, Sarah knows that she has to be done with Michael, and I think she, she doesn't, just wants though. him to. I, like, but I think she just wants him to show up for the kids, for Avion. She and doesn't. And, I think, and this is my this is my issue. And so, my child, I don't mean to be yelling at you. No, she don't want me. We gotta to have a difference for, of opinion. Listen, <laughs> she don't want him to show up for the kids. She wants her to show up for her, and that's the problem. Do you really think? Still, I do because do you really, even I think even, she now thinks that he is not no. going to show up. 
No, because and even wait, this episode. Wait, 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 okay. wait, 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 just wait. What's the tea? Because girl, I get wait. passionate about wait. this. I'm okay. The new girl has she not watched past seasons? The new Listen, girl, Haley. The, the new like, new girl. The, girl. First of all, I like how in this episode he demonizing Maria. Well, child, girl. Maria was just was in. Maria was Maria just up was in New just, York Maria trying to be with the kids, in the cussing Megan out yes. in front of the hotel. In the hotel, yes, popping off, going off. That was her man, and now Haley is in the building. So I'm just wondering, these women that are watching, I'm I'm sure they've because she said, you know, how are the babies? I just want to know how you could a man that is not doing right by his children how could you be on a date with him and sleeping I, with him right i could not do that i couldn't so for that okay so back to sarah that's all i had to say i just couldn't so I, no and i get that but you know one thing about michael that he has shed in previous seasons even though it's still the same season but previous seasons <laughs> is that he never had a dad and that his dad lived right. in a different city and so that for him and you know me i'm a social worker so i love I, one thing i love about this show is that i can always analyze it yes. from real lived experiences from communication yes. and from cases that I've had and one thing that I, I thought that he said that was true was that like he doesn't necessarily know how to be a father because and, and example- listen I agree with that Bryce I do and I think a lot of black men unfortunately that you know even my dad wasn't in my life and but I but I think that at some point you have to be an adult and say no. okay that's an excuse no, absolutely. But one thing that he said this episode that like I felt like when he was talking to Haley, drinking them, uh, whatever they was at that weird bar drinking, yeah. was that he was like, if me and Sarah get into an argument and I call to speak to my kids, I can't speak to my kids. Right. And so I'm like, see, now that is her personalizing. There really needs to be a third party. They really like in, in the state of Pennsylvania, we have like this app that is like the parents have no communication the like that they can log in for set meeting time it's almost like a zoom and then the kids can meet like log in because you know the kids know how to do everything nowadays they can log in and the dad be logged in and then they like they communicate but the no, issue that but, i have and then that leaves that leaves to the, my the parent, kid, like for right. the disappointment and so okay. like so i get it it is a nasty cycle but yes. sarah I, I do think that although sarah tries to present herself as like this well-rounded whatever it's a lot on her now okay she so you this... think she's holding the kids a little bit hostage from him absolutely okay but absolutely. Listen, okay okay wait okay wait so when i was i was watching it with my husband matt it, yesterday hey, literally matt. sitting on the couch and i had the same reaction I was like, you know, that is true. I was like, if they're in a fight and he calls to talk to the girls and she's mad at him and just hangs up the phone, that's messed up. However, Michael only shows up when Michael feels like he wants to show no, up. Absolutely. Michael doesn't show up when when Aviana has a doctor's appointment and this and that. So I feel like at the end of the day, if Sarah wants to decide when the girls are going to talk to him, then she has that right. And that was that was the thing for me too, Bryce. I was like, why is he getting so mad about 50-50 custody when the girls live with her all when the they time. live with anyway. her and anyway. right, it's more of a it's more of a pride thing for him and little does he really like, like little does he know the course will not be in favor of him and mind you Sarah no. even got him together she said where are you currently living right now right how are you supposed to get 50% custody right. if you don't even have a home and where baby? are the kids gonna go like and how okay you, how is how in full confidence is she gonna send her children with this man you got Mary Larry Jerry all kinds of girls around who I, I, I'm not sending my children with you I'm just well, not it, I'm not to that point though child you got Malcolm around we don't even know who the hell he is okay and but I really, listen and I do believe now, mind you. Here's the thing: Sarah can catch him. I didn't think Michael Malcolm was that bad, and I also thought he was rather level-headed. I uh, thought he was and, very well, very well put together, very mature, very well spoken. I thought he handled the situation right. 
He absolutely, but he also asked her a lot of questions like, girl, are you over him? How can you move forward with somebody if you're not over him? You can't. Like, and and, and you did can't. you use me for revenge? And I absolutely think that she did. Do I think, think she said, okay, this season I eight, think, AKA well, season three, I'm going to have me another little man on here well, to get Michael jealous. And it's working. But do you actually think she went out with that intention? Or do you think I, it was like, let me get over him. Let me get up under somebody else. That's what I is, think. I don't I, think she well, met Michael and was like, oh, or met Malcolm. Oh, damn, their names are too close together. Uh-uh. Right. I, I don't think she met Malcolm and was like, oh, I'm going to get back. My thing is, even if you are in a new relationship, Sarah, why bring him on the camera? That That's for me. That That's the problem for me. Why not, like, talk about him? Why not, like, but to bring him to your daughter's birthday party, then you mad that Mike leave? Like, it, it's just like, they, they playing tit for tat. But, They're I mean, both make- playing, see, we're on, see, it, it's like every episode I switch. It's like, one. I can understand both sides. I see both sides. But at the end of the day, I get where Sarah's just so fed up with him. She's done. But she loves him. So it's like, but what do she you do? Lo- but and wants to be with him. And child, she's still paying the for his phone bill. Okay, girl, well, because listen, uh, yeah, and you can use me. that excuse. Listen, you can use that excuse if you want to talk to your kids. But girl, he only talks when he wants to, baby. And listen, trust and believe he'll have some of the mother girls cash apping him to get a phone. <laughs> yeah, so Haley, Haley, that- Haley, she bought the drinks that they that they that they. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll put a pause on yes. Sarah, Mike, Haley, and yes. Malcolm, and baby, Oof. we're gonna move on to Mister Scott, oh, aka Lips. And Lindsay. Now, I don't even understand, like, did he get lip injections or did he, like, get cut by a bear? I thought thought maybe he had a run-in with the bear and the bear won. That's what I thought because I I don't know. And I tried to Google it, like, what happened to Scott? And the messed up part about it is it pops up right away because a lot of people want to know. Yes. (laughs) A lot of people want to I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what, Scott? I think he 100% violated Lindsay's privacy. Absolutely. I can't well, imagine first coming of all, out let's of jail. Just give them go ahead, go a ahead, quick go background. Ahead. Scott yes. is 56. He met Lindsay yes. online. Yes. He was like from, I don't know, wherever he was from. He moved to Mississippi. Yes to be with Lindsay yes. maybe like six months before Lindsay even got out he started meeting with her daughter which I thought was weird he started buying her daughter things buying a later, house yes buy a house baby then girl uh, Lindsay was cutting out magazine clippings of like what she wanted the bathroom to look like and he was pasting it on the wall for the interior decorator but one thing that we learned about Scott is that like he don't really have the money that he says he has he's no. just really in a, a lot of debt yes I feel bad for Scott, though. I, I do. Don't. I think you. <laughs> I don't. Because I think it's Scott. Like- we'll see. Okay, but okay, but this is the thing. Here's the thing. It was wrong of him to look in her stuff. However, Lindsay is not being little Miss uh, innocent. Well, that, okay, because she still got Terabella in her back pocket. That's the whole thing. So posse so Lindsay and scott they like you know they moved in he buys her everything you know they went car shopping on a car that he's supposed to buy Lindsay's mad because when they were pen palling he was like you know i run a business and i'll make you like you know the the chief executive finance officer and that hasn't happened and Lindsay's like i don't understand why it happened has it happened well girl because he don't know you you're an ex-con and why would he give you access to his like finances of his business like that just don't make sense like no it doesn't that ne- that's something that needs to be earned and I feel like if Lindsay was really about it she'd be like well let me start off being a secretary let me learn the business like girl you just want to jump from here to there now mind you Scott is a little controlling he Agreed. definitely has Na- Napoleon uh, dynamite syndrome <laughs> 
Napoleon well, he's, he's Dynamite. A, I mean, child, because I couldn't think of the thing. And then the, the first thing that came with Napoleon was Dynamite. But he definitely has Napoleon Syndrome. This relationship is not healthy. They've been intimate maybe one or two times since she's been out for two months. They Oof. sleep in separate bedrooms. Oof. We learn that Lindsay has a friend named Tara Bell that's really yeah, her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But she ain't tell Scott yet. Now, Tara Bell done bought a trailer, and she asked Scott if Tara Bell could park it in the driveway she so said, her friend can, can be close. She said, this Big Mac truck right in this little garage? That's oh, what she said. Hey. And he said yes. And he said yes. And so, now mind you, Scott is a little weird. He is, he did find this manifesto that she wrote in prison, because he went through our prison, but was basically talking about how she was going to scam a guy. And it's almost word for word, page for page, her relationship with Scott. So Scott has some issues with it and that makes sense as he should so he is like does she really want to be with me or is it for the lifestyle that i can provide for her daughter um this is why i think scott is crazy what do you think motherfucker girl right. she don't want you right 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 and that's what i you know every time i see them and it's so sad i just say you know at the end of the day i'm glad Lindsay found a new dad for miley grace that's what well, it is. It, That's what but, it, and and you know for that for Scott because you know Scott's son passed away I think in a motorcycle accident. So for yes. that relationship for between him and Miley, I think that's great. But I just don't see and you know I don't think it's shit, healthy, we've been though. on a reality show. We're we're not seeing everything, but I feel I have not seen. I them feel like they show intimate. us enough. Right, right, right. They, I mean, they're not showing us. They're not. There's no romantic. We saw her kiss Terabelle right okay. away in the attic. That's the first time I've seen her be intimate with anybody. Anybody. And but I I don't know I don't I don't get it with Lindsay because I can't tell if her goal is just to make sure Miley Grace is set up and good to go and then she's just gonna go live her life or what what is her real intention? That's her like her her real. We've seen this time and time again. Amber and Vince like you yes. know and Amber and Amber was a lesbian as well like yes. you know she didn't even like men. We saw like, it we, with um. Brittany and Amanda yes, and Marcelino. Yes, we sure yes. did. You are so... And I, I wonder if this is something, I don't know, that's common in women prisons. We heard about it, too. I mean, she said... She said that Tara Bell, They met in prison. Mm-hmm. 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 So it, it's like they have this grand scheme, and it's like she's trying to be like, oh, you going through my thing. Now, mind you, now, Scott did email one of her old boyfriends. He did, but, like, she, but come on, come on. All of us now have that done was pr- something. No, but that no, that was funny. <laughs> Which did it not work out because the sex was lame or because or she was psycho? It was the LOL for me though. Okay, <laughs> it was and, the fact that Scott knew how to Facebook message for me. Okay, I okay, didn't know Scott was technology savvy like that. And then he's like, I mean, that's that's a bit of a stretch, Lindsay. That, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> no, actually, it's not a bit of a stretch, Scott. I do have to say, though, I would be mad just like her if he sold me this pipe dream telling me this house was going to be all this and that. And I came. But girl, out that I, I see. No, no. Uh, uh, see, oh, girl, you get me mad. No, bitch. First of all, you came out of prison with nothing. Bitch, if he gave you a cardboard box, you should be happy. So, wait. no. Okay, okay. No. Okay. Girl, okay. listen, okay, Scott, I'll wait. kiss you if you want to pay my bills and put me in a house. Bitch, I moved to Mississippi. So, no. Girl, and no. So, ooh, hold on. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, No, because. <laughs> this is where I feel like Lindsay is just being so uh, like, girl, what are you bringing in this situation? You're not bringing a dime into this house. You're yeah. not like he's providing everything for you, girl. Stop it. He is. 
He is. And he then is. she had a nerve. Ooh, this, she made me hot when they got into the fight about him texting the girl. And she was like, oh, you going to sleep on the couch tonight. Uh, bitch, you got me effed up. Okay, baby. No, 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 no. Come on out that room that I pay for. You going to sleep on the couch. I mean, yeah. I, I feel, I mean, Scott's, Scott's being a little bit of a pushover, but you know, I mean, I was going to say if he's getting it, then that's what she brings but he to the not. Thing, but he's not. So I don't know what, if it's just cause she's, she's, she's absolutely beautiful. So I don't she know. All right. And if, listen, girl, get girl. She, she all right. And girl, I, I wouldn't be banking on modeling. And I really think she's trying to go down the lacy page, girl. You yeah, not trying I mean, to be a model, girl. Yeah, you trying to start an OnlyFans. Let's be right, real, listen, honey. I mean, because listen, I'm not hating on the OnlyFans though. Get I'm not, money. I'm listening. Listen, I ain't fan on OnlyFans, but girl, you can't say you you can't say you taking Modeling professional headshots and you in a bikini holding a picture frame and your butt is in the picture frame. Girl, <laughs> but Bryce, we know how that goes. You know, that's like that Craigslist modeling trade for posts or whatever. You know how they do. Girl, and I'm just saying, girl, she need to work on her makeup. I, that's all I'm going to say. She, and well, she and still got you, the prison eyebrows. She going to work it out. I, it was I the, have faith. I have faith that she will it work was it the out. clip on her head for me. I'm like, girl, what? I haven't seen Wait, them type the of clips. Side pony. And the side pony. And the side pony in the bandana. bandana. <laughs> I'm like, oh, girl. She looked, I was like, she, she stuck girl, in 2002. I'm like, are you trying to be Miley Grace's twin? Yes, like, I, like Miley, Miley Grace, Grace got more 2. style 0. than you. Yeah. But that's because Scott bought all of Miley Grace's right. clothes. So that's why Miley Grace is styling. <laughs> Miley Grayson got her room done with the Ooh, LED lights, a new yes, bed. LED lights. But my thing was, I was trying to figure out, it was like, they they did this whole reveal of this bedroom for Miley, Miley Grace's room. Baby, it was just a bed and LED lights. It was, I, and you know, I just felt, I don't, something is off with Lindsay. What is it? Like, I can't, when she's talking, it's like, she don't watch the interviews. It's like she's not looking at the camera. Like something, I don't know, something is just not, like she's calculating what she's saying before she says it. Now, and I'm just like, what is going on? Speaking of confessionals in the camera, because you know on these shows, everybody gets a confessional. We're yes. going to move on to Sean and Destiny. Here is oh. one thing, before we even talk about Sean and Destiny, Destiny is a mess. She's tatted up. She looked crazy. But here is one thing that I had I had to take notes on this. Destiny knows how to serve in her confessionals. Facts. Okay? Facts. She looks presentable, even with her 1,000 tattoos. Well, she and lost her- about 20 pounds. And her vernacular is she's so mild tempered in her confessionals. I'm like, okay, Destiny. She's a savage. You wouldn't want to go toe to toe with Destiny. But here, okay, so here is another thing with Destiny and Sean that, like, I am on the fence with both of them. Now, mind you, Sean met Destiny again online. Sean got 10 kids, I mean, six kids with his one baby (laughs) mom. Don't do my boy Sean like that. With his one baby mom that looked like destiny okay yes. he told he destiny that he was okay he told destiny he was 35 he really like 47 okay he talks to his baby mom every like five times a day okay but they okay. have a brady bunch of kids so that's but understandable. i mean like like destiny said the kids be in school no. would you talk to her no would you talk to them why they at school for but, but, but why but why did let's see okay see i like this because we're gonna have destiny okay, but, is out of line but no, go she's ahead, not though. But, go but, ahead, keep okay. explaining. Give him, give him the background. She, okay, so listen, she is out of line, but she is not out of line. But she is out of pocket. Okay, that's what we're saying. Okay, out of po- okay, let's go out of pocket. 
she definitely is out of pocket. However, some of her points are rather valid. So, okay, so she was talking to him online, you know, and mind you, this was, we didn't even know if it was a catfish because she only sent him Snapchat filters of her prior to her going into jail. He never FaceTimed with her. He never saw any accurate photos. So he wasn't sure if he was like writing a man. He wasn't sure <laughs> what he was doing. Right. So then she got out and Destiny was like, oh, I gained a little weight. She was a little chunky, but like, you know, listen, she was fine. No, she looked good to me. I mean, once I saw her at the premiere of the new season, whatever season we're in, I was like, oh, dang, she lost a lot of weight. But she looked good to me. She, she, like, she was, she was very on line with Love After Lockups lineup. Yes. So, I mean, she was definitely a step above Angela. Hey, Angela. (laughs) Tony, Tony, you're working my nerves. Hey, hey. Hey, uh, hey, Lauren, Ashley, I'm glad you're watching the show. They didn't ask me to be on season eight. Okay, Angela, girl, we got to go. <laughs> but you brought my name up, Bryce. Angela, we got to go. Well, I've got a new prison pal. Angela, we will talk to you later. I've been talking to Dennis. Okay, okay go ahead. Right, child. It be, it, it be Angela's makeup for me. It's like, Ooh, it be like. the hair. Child, it's her the sister, anyway, Faye. It, just uh, the her whole fa- thing. Faye, Donna, now Donna. Donna Faye. I love Donna Faye Donna is my Faye. girl. She don't play. Yes. Donna Faye is my girl. But it's yes. also her kitchen table that's next to her stove for me. Ooh, but anyway, child. and it's her marble 100 lights for me. Hey, Bryce, you're giving me a big <laughs> shout out. Angela, girl, we'll talk to you another time. Back to Destiny. So, this is what, like, so Destiny has a lot of points in the sense that, you know, she may not have been 100% honest with her, with Sean. But mind you, Sean bought her iPhone, bought her like $8,000 worth of clothes. Yes. But listen, Sean didn't even tell her he had kids until after he got out. So, that was one thing. He lied about his age. So, there gives a lot of, you know, like, for Destiny, it's like, who are you? And so, I when, mean... Listen, but, I, I mean, well, I think he lied about the amount of kids he had. I think he said he had no, four I, kids. I don't know. I think he, I don't, he you didn't think mention. he said he had no kids? Come on. No, he no, didn't, he didn't mention they were that he. dinner and with the but, mom and she was like, how many kids do you have and how old are you? So, but this was prior to that. Prior to, this was like season four. Bitch, remember we on season eight. <laughs> right, right, right. Prior to back. them talking, when she was in jail, he never mentioned kids. I just feel like, okay, when you're talking to somebody and you're in prison, it's a, it's a two-way street. You guys are both gaining something, right? So the person on the outside might be lonely. They need a pen pal like we were talking about. And when you're inside, you need people to put money on your books. You need an escape, whatever, whatever. So I feel like they were both sort of stroking each other's need and what each other I mean, other definitely. Needed. And Sean definitely, uh, he wanted a, a young girl and yeah. she wanted a way out of jail. Yeah, and he but was I think able Sean... I feel bad for Sean because Sean. Well, his, I feel bad for him. Neck, he crazy because yeah, putting listen. his neck out on the line for fifty thousand dollars for somebody you haven't okay, seen. and you ain't never see the girl. Right. That's crazy. Baby. I mean, even the guy, even the guy, when he went to go get the thing, he, he was, was like, like well, "Are you've you never sure you want to do this?" Right, and he's like, "Well, yeah." Listen, I think Sean is a lost puppy. I don't know his relationship with Kelly, but it seems like he lets he allows women to run him in his life. I felt like it was very sweet of him to be like, "Oh, Destiny left me, and she's using my credit card in California, and I'm not going to turn my credit cards off." <laughs> my credit but, card would have been uh, turned off the second she left out that door. And let's not to mention she has his car. But let's also just go back to that 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 interesting interaction. Yes. When the producers came in, why the hell he ain't had no pants on? <laughs> and he was like, Oh hey, oh, oh, hey, sorry, guys. hey, sorry, sorry, hey, sorry, guys. <laughs> I was like, Can we do just the panoramic of that whole house? So he got another girl up in there because I was confused. I, so I don't know. in that very instance, <laughs> I, yeah, Destiny is wrong. Like, girl, you just leave, you take his credit card, right. and you take his car. First of all, hello, 911. I like to report a stolen car. A stolen because vehicle. one, 
one get her ass arrested so that way when she gets arrested uh she'll absolutely be at that court date hello and you'll get your money back hello but see he's too sweet and that's what she punched him in the mouth and, and he still proposed to her that is like he is he and then and then this is the other thing i feel like i want to go back to the sit down with kelly because when when they're sitting no, down he is so not wanting destiny to leave him he will say whatever she but, tells him but okay at that sit down with his not even his wife, his baby, baby mama, mama sick. She was out of line. And I also felt like, okay, but listen. But you okay, feel so like Destiny, t- Destiny but, sat down with the attitude. She sat well, down. She was listen, ready to go. I, I was kind of, so I was feeling her energy. Yes. Let's take love after lockup out of it. Okay. And let's, let's actually act like they are in a, what we would call a normal relationship. Okay. And let's just put some normalcy in it. What Destiny was actually saying was that I don't feel comfortable with you guys talking as often as you guys are talking about I did not know that you guys were talking you don't even have her number saved in your phone when I saw the number you said it was Henry from the shop so like Destiny if this is a normal relationship she does have some legitimate concerns and for Kelly to be a not a fiance just a baby mom she and and for her and for them to say that they are not together some of the things that, that she was demanding of him was out of pocket and so that's why i'm like i understand where kelly was coming from in a normal situation see but then this is i like that you put some normalcy on it i like yeah because but then then this sort of this goes back to the thing about it's i just feel like destiny has the right to not be comfortable with kelly and sean talking However, right. Kelly and Sean have to talk at some point. So then maybe, okay, if you don't Not want to talk as much, right, let's put some boundaries around it. Let's talk about how we can all be comfortable in this situation and respectful. But I think it's a similar situation to Sarah and Mike. I think Sean still loves Kelly. I think Sean still feels like he owes Kelly something. That's what I think. And I My, think that Kelly still loves Sean. I, and, and Destiny can peep game. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but... <laughs> I'm a listen. Okay, uh, another bark. Here is what I'll say. <laughs> Kelly reminds me a lot of Destiny, and I'm not just talking about looks. It just looks like you know I work in a drug and alcohol field. I just sometimes you know when people have a past of usage. Kelly gives me very similar to Destiny. And I just okay. really feel like Destiny is 2.0 of Kelly. She's just like 20 years younger. And that's really what I feel it is. But he's a mess to watch. She might be pregnant. She's not pregnant. She went to the ER for 18 hours. And I'm like, well, child, you don't even have insurance. So who going to pay that right. bill? Who? Sean. Sean will pick up the tab. Don't worry. He got it. You know she put his social security down. She was like, he got it. I so and the, the last thing about Sean is that this is another like he's just so awkward and fun to watch. He is. So he didn't know where Destiny was. He's been blowing her up sixty times. She's just not ready to talk to him. So he calls her sister, and the sister is with Destiny, and she's like, no, she's not here. And then Sean's like, oh wait, hold on a second, I, I gotta get this unicorn out my back. Like he's in the pool, all <laughs> awkward. Like I'm just like. I just want to give Sean a hug. I just think he needs some love. He needs a little bit of guidance. I don't know. He's just clumsy. If it's between Sean or Scott for me, I definitely probably would give Sean a little play. Yeah, I'm gonna say Sean for sure. Lips can't get it. I can't. I can't. I mean, your lips. No, I just have to stop. I could. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm. I'm good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So then we're gonna move on to Chevelle and Quay. Now. Y'all, if y'all remember this, me and Rob, Robert, we talked about Chevelle and Quay. You know, Robert really likes her uncle, her cousin, cousin Roger. Oh, I love but, cousin Roger. 
Here is the issue that I have with Chevelle and Quay, and I've said this time and 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 time again. Like I am real. Like for instance, it reminds me of like Danny. Like Danny was actually like really attractive. Like he had body. Like he just was like he was like a little goof, a nerd. But I would be crazy if I like were say you know if and when Danny ever gets out because I don't know. But you know. If he get out, I would maybe want to continue our fling, but I would be some type of dumb if I were to think that after, first of all, that for, like, for, like I don't even really know Danny's orientation because um, I just don't ask some type of questions. But anyway, yeah. I, like I would just be crazy to think that like, you know, first of all, I got all this good juicy body. So like not the crazy Ooh, thing, but I just like, off okay, listen. I just would be crazy to think that like Danny would get out and that like he would only have eyes for me. And that's just me being realistic. Now, Chevelle is a attractive young lady. Absolutely. How however Don't do it. Don't do I, her, Bryce. I, like she Don't is do her. attractive. Don't do her. Don't do it. Young lady, okay? Shaped like SpongeBob. Don't but an attractive young lady. I don't like her wigs. I don't like her Ooh. makeup choices. Ooh. And so here's the thing. Quavel, Quavon, we'll Ooh. call him Quay Quay. He, for me, Is baby, Quaylin for you? I mean, he could like, now mind you, I don't really like his style choices. No. But baby, when he don't have his shirt off and you see his body, his tattoos and them dreads, baby, levitate me. Levitate uh, me. Me, okay, give me the devil. Not the devil. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh uh, absolutely not. Listen, I love me some Chevelle. She is very well put together. She's an excellent man. Okay, here's another thing. I hate Chevelle's mom's highlighter (laughs) lipstick. I was so mad that she brought this into the season. I'm like, girl, and she must think she is doing it. She is. She okay, Miss Chevelle. You get it. That's all right. Let her get it. That's okay. Chevelle gave her some makeup tips. She might have done makeup herself. I'm just like, why do you have like her mom is an African American woman? Okay, she's got you know plump red lips. You know, but girl, why are you putting yellow? Lipstick on your lips. Listen, I, I just don't. I just don't understand it. it. You gotta try it. Try and it so out. even when she is telling Chevelle, like, girl, you need to let him go. My mama, oh, my grandma, always told me to get over one guy is to get with the next. Like, you know, you're giving her sound advice, but girl, I just can't get over the highlighter. It's the right, highlighter. So, the, for so me. you weren't listening to any of the advice. No, see, was highlighter. No advice, just highlighter. No advice. So. <laughs> Chevelle opened her home, opened her car, opened her wallet to Quay. Her wallet. Mind you, eat. Even her, even Quay's mom was like, "Girl, he ain't been in a relationship for twelve years." Like you, like the, even the mom was well, telling he her, "Hasn't even been in a real relationship because he and went that, into jail when he was seventeen years old." So how child. can you? That's and that's the thing. I feel for Chevelle because I feel like she has been holding him down. Was it two I or don't. four years? Well, Girl, they, she should have learned when they she, gave that record promoter ten thousand dollars to promote a song. Okay, stupid. she ain't learned her lesson. <laughs> Where the hit? Listen, she 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 did like like the cousin said, which I wish. How, hey, how child, much the, of a the, play the, cousin are they? Can the, they get the, to get Chevelle and cousin Roger get to? Because I like this not guy. not cousin Roger. Cousin Roger is the one that like not the cousin that came this episode that was no. Okay, game. I'm talking about this cousin, the cousin. Yes, that came, no, no. The this cousin, cousin can, he can levitate me. He's cute, and I think they he was giving her sound advice as well. He saying, was. Like, you know, and when I was down and I was in jail, I would tell all kinds of girls. They we tell these. They spit the story. Yes. 
I do. think that it's an, it's important, and that's one thing that I really like about my friend Danny is that like he don't try to sell me no dreams. He be like like, but anyway, I, I'm not writing him like, oh my god, I love you. Like I'm just like, hey, anyway. But enough about me. But yeah, she fell for the okie doke. And girl, when she said that she went through that Facebook Messenger and saw a thousand messages, my thing is, girl, and mind you, this is what he was saying. He was like, you know, that was before. Bitch, you've been in jail for 12 years. Facebook wasn't even popping that much. Their damn sure wasn't Messenger. Girl, it's no way those messages could have been archived from that whole time. So stop lying. Then she right. even talked to one of the girls. And she was just even stupid. I just felt like she was stupid with her approach when she was calling that girl. Because don't you know, Chevelle, you can get more bees with honey than vinegar? Like, she right. came too aggressive at the girl. And she was stupid. She was like, she well, did, did you know her? She out her name and all that. That was, that right. was a bit much. But I agree. The, I agree. The girl was cracking me up because she was like well did you know him when he was in jail she was like maybe maybe not <laughs> did you put money on his thing maybe maybe like i was just like girl you're letting the girl get the best get of under me, her skin. It, and she what was she listen sis knew what she was doing she knew oh, oh really oh oh she knew what she was doing she was getting under you, her skin she was and she was playing games and that's yes. what she get but did you also notice with chevelle that this is another like editing thing i noticed was that does do they live in a house i believe or do so. they or do they live in an apartment complex? I believe they live in that house. That but, house is a show. Why? So, okay. So, one thing, when Chevelle <laughs> read the text messages and got upset, she stormed out the house. And was and, at an apartment complex. You're right. Right. But no. Before, she was outside Before even me. that, though, when she was at the house throwing his stuff out the window, girl, she walked to the end of the curve, kicked her shoes off, and sat on the curve. I said, okay, you know what? See, this is the issue with Chevelle. The elevator does not go to the top floor. I'm just saying, I know, honestly, like that's her issue. Like that's the problem with Quavell. But then it was like, but then they always have dinner. She always, she says she always has dinner at her mom's mom's house. house. Or the mom comes to her. But I'm think I'm starting to believe that that's actually the mom's house. That's the they mom's fi- house. They film in there acting like it's her house. Yep, because yep. when she got into the fight with Quavel, they definitely were at apartment complex. Apartment, because she was out in the driveway. Dang, Bryce. Okay, you got that Listen, I now. live for the messiness. I live for the inconsistencies of this. No, you're right. Okay? So, and yeah, I that's got her mom's in- house. I got inconsistencies about Lacey and Shane as well, too. So that's what I'm confused. I'm like, girl, do you live at this house or do you live in this apartment complex? Because you really more so give me that apartment complex vibe. I think they live at the apartment complex when she was checking Quaylen and telling him about himself. He knew he was guilty. She knew he was guilty when she was checking him. Him saying the messages were old. They were not old. They read the messages. Okay. The girl said she wanted some D again. girl, And I doubt. Again. Again. Girl. Twelve again. years ago, the girl probably was six. So, Ma'am, girl, something, something ain't right. Something not right. It's not right. And he probably has a whole nother couple uh, on the side. I wouldn't be surprised. Twelve years, come on, Chevelle. Listen. She's very smart. She's not. But see, I think Quaylen does love her because you did see. Let's talk life after lockup, whatever season that was, when he was out with his sisters and stuff. He was saying he did miss Chevelle and that he needed to go. Well, home. absolutely. So there's I, no doubt in my mind that he probably doesn't. He loves her. Yeah, but I, I really but I just feel think like he loves him, her. It's just a case of him being do. in jail. Do you? No, I, I think I it's a Go ahead. It's, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, because I'm going to tell you what I think. So tell me what I you think. I think it is a case of she is she's providing him a lifestyle, 
And that, like, yeah. Of course, when she's the only female coming to see you in jail, like, yeah, see, you're going to okay. love her. Okay. But then I you get see. out, and baby, you see these these new butts and these yes. new tits and yes. these new faces that these girls yes. got. And then it's like, girl, you want to trade in SpongeBob. That's well, that, what it really that, is. That and after being in jail at 17 years old, he went in when he was a teenager. He hasn't even experienced, he hasn't had right. an adult sex life. He hasn't been able to explore. Well, you and never know because sometimes see, they, they do a little so they do a little something I mean, in jail out here. Be, you know, I mean, that's just, just let's talk about Andre Andrea the Mormon and and Lamar. They got Priscilla in the closet, so you know, I know people figure out ways. I just feel I really do feel for Chevelle because I feel like she wants Quaylen to be this man. I think Quaylen wants to be that man. I, I don't, don't think, think it's reasonable that. because he needs time to grow up. Right. He. I. I think that she has unrealistic expectations of him, and I think I that that's really. I agree. What but I feel bad for to. her because she does deserve her beautiful baby. They she does. To but have that's a another thing, girl. Why are you allowing that? girl to call him dad why that's another issue of mine at the end of the day bryce how i agree but at the end of the day how is she gonna stop it because like she says she didn't tell Mayela to call him well that honey his name is mr quayloy that's how you stop i agree i agree and i see that time i I do you see it time and time again you do and it's toxic and it's difficult but i think it's it's hard when you love somebody and then you have your child that you love and you're a single parent it's like you want to how do you not how do you not have quail? The issue with these Maya's women life. are is that you are counting that's like you. So, okay, you were talking to him for three years in jail, pen piling and seeing him. That's right. not a relationship. That's not dating. Like you have to count the relationship as to when they get out. Right. And like you need to count it a month and a half after they get out. But it's, it's, it's romanticizing. You, listen, I'm going to take you all the way they, back to Jeanne and that one cute, oh. the cute. Listen, same thing. He got out. He saw what he had and he was like, wait a minute. This ain't right. So I, you, you're on to something. You're absolutely So that's right. what I'm saying. And I feel like, for me, I feel like maybe because I'm a gay man, I understand it. So right. that's why, like, I would never be like, no, don't get me wrong. I'm going to want to get levitated by Danny when he get out. But that's that's <laughs> about the extent of what I want from him. Right. Like, I don't want no relationship. Like, it's just like, and I honestly. Think, I think Chevelle just needs to mentally put herself in the right space to be equipped does, to handle this what relationship. What does it say about someone's self-esteem right. when they are dating somebody, somebody that's in jail. Like, I think that that tells us enough about it. Now, we're going to move on. It it does. It does. It does. It does. And that's why I'm very specific and say a pen pal. Don't, y'all won't put me in that category. Right. But we're going to move on to my favorite girl. Lacey. That's my girl. Sean and Shane. So here's another thing. Like, I told y'all exclusives because, you know, Lacey and Shane are my friends. I love Um, I I knew that they were pregnant before the whole thing came out. Oh. Remember, I told you, remember when we was going back and forth? Because I was like, girl, she pregnant. But you knew here, like, so here's, so I love me, my Lacey and Shane. I love the new Lacey. It looks like she got her breasts done as well, too, yes. because her breasts are huge. Yes. Um, you know, Lacey and Shane do have an OnlyFans, and uh, Shane is Shane is doing it all on his OnlyFans. Um, you know, I did have access to it for a period of time. Um, but yeah, so anyway, so Lacey, you know, John is back in jail. Lacey has forgiven Shane for kind of sort of cheating on her with a girl that he didn't even know the name about, but at least he was honest, but Lacey was just so like messed up about it. She went back to Shane and shout if she went back to John. Now, if I were Shane, 
I would have never forgiven Lacey <gasps> for having John in our house and trying me like that. Uh, okay, but what about the fact that Lacey had everything all prepared for him? Same thing, ready to go, car, house, here you go. And then but, he's going to go hook up with some girl and have the nerve to say, I was blacked out. I don't even remember her name. Well, Admit nothing. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I'm going to show okay. you how sorry you are. Well, listen to this, uh, Chevelle. Would you rather you find out about it on Facebook Messenger with a thousand messages, or would you rather your man come clean to you about one time of an infidelity when he's only 22, he's been in jail since he was 17? Like, I just feel like there is, I feel like Shane has shown us a little bit more loyalty than Quay did to Chevelle. So I just felt like Lacey, and mind you, Lacey has done a lot of questionable things. But first of all, Lacey was engaged to John, which like, so okay, I'm just okay, saying. Yes. Yes, yes. But there is I a just, lot of questionable things. There's a lot of questionable things, and age is definitely a factor. They say age ain't nothing but a number, but here it is because Shane is 22. I understand that. I just feel like Lacey set him up, similar to Chevelle, ready to go. He got a little taste of freedom, and he didn't know what to do. How did he expect Lacey to react? This is the messed up part about it. The main messed up part about it was, is at that time, Bryce, she wasn't thinking about Jean. How she, she was. Called. She was not thinking about John. They were. She good. had already they met up Gucci. with him. But okay. But they girl, rewatch season six. Okay, Bob. I've got the seasons messed up. Okay, but they were good. They were building, and he went and did that. I remember when they were at the skating listen, ring. They were good. They were hundred percent. No, because listen, let me get you together. Because okay, Lacey's dad also John told Shane that she's always going to go back to John. <laughs> Okay, well, Lacey's dad said it first. So, but Shane, I mean, look, at the end of the day, they're back together. I so think they should both, they both righted their wrong. So, okay, they both made a mistake. Can we, can we say that? I, I'm fine with that, but I, you don't I just, want Jean up in the house, but Jean was, that was Jean's house before Shane was no, even thought No, about. it wasn't because they allegedly moved to this new house and they keep saying that they bought it, but I, child, y'all did not no, buy it. No, I don't house. think, you I don't know, think so. You're, it's, you're they renting, rented, like, they rented but, that. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're rented renting that. it, but I ain't mad at you. Your OnlyFans came in, that WeTV check came in, you like, Hello. you know, you doing your thing, yes. whatever, but they keep saying that they bought it, girl, you ain't buy it, you no. it. But anyway. So no, she moved from that from that apartment that she was at, and not mind you, this was like her and Shane's house together. So it was just so disrespectful. I understand for her to that. Have that is disrespectful. There. I agree. I agree. Now, that is disrespectful. new season, new money. That you know, even though Shane is still on this temp agency, from he go from being a drive through worker to a painter to a welder to a car glassman, and also got his OnlyFans. So his income is uh, fluctuating. So Lacey wanted to have another child <laughs> with him. So she, they went to do in vitro. And mind you, first of all, Shane always tells his age at these doctor's appointments. Oh, when my like this was like God. season five when they went to the doctor to see like he like he was like embarrassing for me. Like I well, was he, like, it's Ooh, like he can't get it Shane. together. He don't know the questions to ask. I'm like, wait a minute, Shane. Come it's on. just like he is. It's like really embarrassing. But anyway, they found out that they were pregnant. They were having triplets, two identical twins, and one. I don't know what you call it. Like just. Uh, a regular I don't know like they all would be twins maybe the one would be fraternal to the twins because the two twins were in the one set yes. I don't know but I, I'm not you I don't have a uterus right uh, so I, I don't know <laughs> but I, I would assume that if you have triplets they're all like 
twins, but then the one, the the two embryos that were in the one sack together, they were going to be identical. Yeah. So, can you have identical twins and then a tr- like another one? And they they would you still consider them all twins? I think they would be considered triplets. That's what I thought. It was interesting to me when they said the identical twins. I don't know about all that either. I got a uterus, but listen, I'm still a child. I am nowhere near having or wanting children. Oh, uh, but I do feel for Lacey because um, in vitro is expensive. It's about yes. twenty five thousand dollars. So I'm glad that at least one of the pregnancies stuck. I just don't know how Lacey, when she looked at him and said, after they found out that there were three, and she said, I just want to know how you're going to support all of us. He is 22, just got out of jail. How many kids does Lacey have already? Three she or four? She has three. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of expectation. That's and a we lot don't of really know who the one baby daddy is because we thought it was John and it's not right? John. And who are the other baby fathers? Child, we have not been introduced, but whatever. That's a lot. The of one is in jail, too. <laughs> oh, is he? See, that's a lot of pressure to put on Shane. But at the end of the day, I will say this. I do think Shane has stepped up. I'm always pulling for Lacey. I love her. Um, I just I just hope. I'm just waiting to see how it plays out. when Yes, gets because out of jail. we have seen. Yeah. So anyway, they went to a. They went to an ultrasound, and mind you, uh, mind you, and I like the fact that this this season, the one thing I do like about WeTV when I do check in from time to time with Lacey, um, is that like the seasons are actually shot in like real time, like they're yes. they're not like six months out. It's really like a month turnaround because right. this was the start of the pandemic, and you see them wearing their mask, and it looked like Shane had a buff on. I said, let me find out. I got Shane watching Survivor. Yes, I love it. But they lost a child. Yes. Uh, they lost the twins, but. I always think everything happens for a reason and like you know yeah like not wishing anything upon anything but I'm just like I'm just happy that she was able to have a child and is still pregnant yes Um, at least they still they got something to stick with and they're gonna have a baby from it but here's the thing that makes me a little nervous is that we see on the previews that like she's still meeting up with John cause John get out of jail but at the end of the day what did Lacey's dad say she will always go back to John. So maybe they're just meeting up to see, to have a little kiki, a little one more time, closure, something, whatever. But I don't think, I don't, I think Lacey is done with John. I, I do. I, I think, because John is, is heavily addicted to drugs, right? That's his he issue. He is. His, see, it's and so I feel like, I feel like for them, it's that old school love. You know, that old school backyard, like, you know, first love. This is the first person that I did everything with. I think that's the pull that John has on Lacey. But, but I think the more that Shane shows up and shows out and but, shows that he's going to be a stand up man that, and do what John could not do, then she'll be done with John. But here's my issue, and this we'll leave it at this. So John does have a drug addiction. Yes. However, that is the reason why they are not together. Not through infidelity, not for that. So it's a drug addiction. And John has a, a business. He's able to provide. Right. That's one thing that Shane is not able to do. Right. So in many of ways, John is uh I don't want to say better, but like he is like he's more mature. He's I don't someone know. John is all man. John is I, cute to me. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's I was about to ask you, John or Jane. Um, John or Jane. John, John or Shane. <laughs> I'm going to say John because uh, that beard, Shane. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No. I mean, I don't it's know. Go. I might, I Something might let him do Something about Shane to me is just like, mm, you might need to take I don't a shower. Know. Listen, I, don't I might know. just have to let him do a WW tag team. And just Ooh, <laughs> you went for both. <laughs> But I didn't know my issue is, let me stop. Let me stop being nasty. But my issue, though, really is, is that 
if what if Shane gets his stuff together and like kicks his addiction? Like I feel like Lacey would always be compelled. I don't well, know. That's what, I'm, but, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think that old school love. I think that that he will always have that hold on her. When you fall in love with somebody like that, and the only thing that's keeping you apart is an addiction. If he kicks that, I don't know though. So he keeps going back to jail for the same thing. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. If no, he's not going to get it together, then come on. They were on a show. You would think. Listen, if if that was me, and I was about but to you be was on a show, show getting played. You was on the show and she had a new bag well listen I would have turned it around and tried to get my check and be in my bag that's what he should have been doing mm. okay he could have had the house the car everything the wife all of that so he should have turned it around and done it right he could have been on the show really girl he is it. on the show I mean <laughs> you're right but I the mean best, like they just Lacey. need to make John the guy daddy and just call it a day okay right, work something out okay Done. do yes. a sister wife absolutely but thank you so much Lauren for coming on and chatting with life after lockup please tweet us DM us Facebook us let us know if we want us to continue and if you do we'll be back in two weeks okay with life after lockup but before you go the Lauren Ashley back let my purple pants posse know where they can follow you at for all your TikToks all your you know yes. all your, all your your goodness. Yes, I am very on brand. You guys can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of it at Lauren Ashley Beck. Thank you so much, Bryce, for having me. And I can't wait to come back and talk some LAL with you guys in two weeks. Lego. I Lego. But listen, baby, we keeping this make rolling. And I got my boo, Brookie Poo. Brookie Poo Cam High is back in the building. Hi. Hi. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving. I- Happy, happy post-Thanksgiving. Thanks- yes, happy post-Thanksgiving, baby. Did you have a mega Thanksgiving, like this mega episode <laughs> that's upon us? Well, so so my parents, we Thanksgiving is the one holiday that my parents host, and they didn't do that this year, obviously, because better to have a Zoom Thanksgiving than an ICU Christmas, like you said, yourself. Period. Yes. So what my parents did, because they're ridiculous, is I make this cranberry sauce that my dad salivates for. Ooh. So they drove into New York City from Long Island, dropped off stuffing. I gave them cranberry sauce. They drove to my brother and sister-in-law's apartment, got something from them, gave them stuffing, went home, and we all did a Zoom Thanksgiving. And then I cooked for two, but it was enough food for 12. And so, yeah, we had a mega leg Thanksgiving here, and we're still eating leftovers for the week, I'm sure. Let me find out the the mama and papa cam high was you turned all the way up (laughs) in New York picking up, doing some amazing Thanksgiving races, okay? And they were so happy to do it. They said there was no traffic, and okay, fine by me. I got my mom's stuffing. It's my favorite. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, does she use the box stuffing, or does she, like, how does she, what's, what's the consistency of her stuff? She's going to listen to this right now, and she's going to go, she's going to, like, clutch her pearls and say, absolutely not. Oh. She buys, this year, I think it was, like, 35 rolls, which she then peels oh. them. Oh, Ooh. she does the stuffing from, yes. she Ooh. doesn't cook a lot of things. But what she does cook, she's good at. So oh, now, d- does she put any meat in it? There's like no the meat in the stuffing. Okay. Mm-mm. But at least it's from the rolls. It's from and like, the rolls. You know, yeah. There's a lot of okay, stuff mama. in it. I have enough left for today for just a little bit for lunch, and mm, that's Ooh, yes. fine. Because so what we did was we ate, and then the dorm in my building didn't have any. Um, Thanksgiving plans, obviously. So we brought him a plate. Um, a girlfriend of mine down the block was quarantining, so we dropped her a plate at her front door. And so I was giving away Thanksgiving food, and also we ate a lot. So 
Yes. That's what's happened. And you have really nice doormen at your building. <laughs> I was at your house twice, and I think it was like two different ones. And I just remember like when I, because you know it's a little confusing in that lobby because like you go out each different yeah. way. So I was like a little confused. And he was, do you know where you're going? I'm like, actually, I really don't. Oh, and it was my favorite doorman. So I really wanted to be nice. He got a huge chunk of homemade apple pie, and it was a whole... Ooh. Thing. How was yours? How was Barb? Barb was nice. I did a, just a mini little drive-by uh, just because I wanted to see her even though we couldn't like yeah. be, be together. Um, and I was able to like steal a bottle of wine from her garage. And yeah, like I, I went home and I like literally like I was like I, for the most part by myself, you know, drunk me a little wine, watched me a little movies, had a meal prep and I was good. So I'm just, I'm thankful that I could do a drive-by mm-hmm. to my mom. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's the little things and I think that that's what's really important about quarantine is that, you know, your glass can can be half empty or it can be half full and I'm really trying to like move in the essence of my glasses half full and yeah so I mean I'm blessed I'm blessed to have amazing people like you around me so yeah my Thanksgiving was great and I feel like next year when it's safe to do so I'm just gonna have everybody you're invited to my house for Thanksgiving I want the world there so and if we're talking glass half full I need to work on that too and I think we can take a lesson from Kaylin and Haley to bring it into the Amazing Race because those girls, oh, rest in peace, um, are I'm not resting. You know what? Not literally, figuratively. I mean, I know for the race purposes, but, um, just are the most positive women I think I've yes. ever experienced in my life. And I'll say it again: I need to take a lesson from them in positivity. I wrote a note. I said I had to ask Brooke for their Instagram. I was like, you know, after this episode, I got to follow them. Okay, I want, I need the, I need Kaylee and Haley in my life. Yeah, they're fantastic. So should we dive in and talk about the McAlake? Let's dive in, like you dove, like your parents dove into that cranberry sauce, boo. He's asked me when I'm going to make it again already. I'm like Thanksgiving, oh. 360 <laughs> some odd days away, but I'll make it again. Um, all right, so this was the first ever Megaleg of the amazing. Okay, race. Oh, okay, okay. No, wait, 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 wait. I got, I got two. I got a question for Ready, you. Hit me. So I have to like, um, you know, I gotta like do my brookie poo. Par- uh, not, it's not a parameter. Birdometer. Barometer. Because you know how you always be like, that's an easy. <laughs> so is this Grandpa hating Brooke, or is this giddy little schoolgirl Brooke for this? Thoughts on this mega episode? Well, <laughs> let me say this: if this was, if 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 each episode had been half a leg, I think I'd be grumpy. But I don't think most of the things were particularly difficult. But there were a lot of things, so I don't think I can be grumpy about it because th- this leg was hard for the sheer volume of things that they had to do. So I'm I'm happy about it. There was a good mix okay. of things. There wasn't anything really super. I don't think I'm looking back now to make sure I'm not doing anything wrong. Super like adventurous. Uh, there was a lot of attention to detail, which I like to think that I am good at. Um, there wasn't a lot of strength stuff. I, th- I think it was good. I think it was good. I'm happy about it. You're not going to get anybody cranky on this end of the podcast today. Okay. Yeah. We just we just had to check. So we in a head. But meeting, for so what happened like, to the blonde oh. girls, because I'm cranky oh. about that. But we'll get oh. there. We'll get there. Oh. I am. Oh my God. Was that spicy? I might. Oh. My, <laughs> tangy brook. Um, oh. <laughs> So we have 2,000 miles to India. Now, this leg said that they were going to do two times the detours, two times the roadblock, 
two times the distance. I don't know they did two times the distance, but I guess they must have meant two times the distance within the country that they're in for the first ever Amazing Race Mega Leg. And so <laughs> I actually think the leg was difficult just by the sheer fact that they were in India. India, yes. incredibly populated, incredibly crowded, incredibly hard to navigate, beautiful. And I would like to go there someday. I don't know that I would have liked to go there on the race because when, you, when you're in that mode of needing to get places, I sort of see India as like the ultimate Times Square of just so many people crowded into right. such a small like square mileage that it's just intimidating in itself. So, no, I'm not going to complain about the leg. I think the leg was good. So we started the leg with our six teams. Yeah, our six teams. And the first thing they have to do is they have to find an auto rickshaw uh, three auto rickshaws for their first route task, where both team members have to each find, well, each team has to find three auto rickshaws. They have to bring them to the side of the road. They have to do a smog test on each one and give the vehicle certificate showing that it's basically not leaving too much smog in the air, which is fantastic because it's good for the environment. And it was a good task because all of these auto rickshaws, which five of the six teams kept calling tuk tuks, not a tuk tuk. Not a tuk tuk, little yes. like little motorized rickshaws. Ishwar and Aparna were the only people I think who kept calling them autos because they were actually born in India, and although they'd never been to this part of India, they seemed to think, and I think they had some sort of advantage by virtue of the fact that they at least knew what they were looking for on the road. Right. Yeah. So they get these three auto rickshaws. The leads are changing. They're putting little hoses up the exhaust pipes and testing for smog, and nobody really has a problem with it. Kaylin and Haley are hilarious because they're flagging auto rickshaws to the side of the road and saying, come, you're ours, and then the auto rickshaws are driving away because they're not actually, like, dragging them to the side of the road. Ishwar and Aparna are getting into the auto rickshaws and doing one at a time and being smart about it. But nobody, I don't have anything written down where anybody you know, really screws himself over, but for James runs into the street and nearly gets killed by a car, and chaos ensues. But it's sort of an organized chaos. Everybody does fine. Um, the blonde girls are their last, but, you know, what else is new? And then they leave the auto rickshaws and do their first of two detours. I loved this detour. So what they have to do is it's either food app or number trap. The food app is basically like Uber Eats, or it's called Swiggy, which is, I guess, India's version of the food delivery, like Uber Eats or whatever, or Grubhub or Seamless. And the team members have to, it's hilarious, the team members have to go to this place, pick up three meals, and then find three locations around the city to deliver the meals. And they're given a phone, but they're not given, the navigation has been removed from the phone. So they are on the phone with a very adorable Indian um, <laughs> operator who tells them go left, go right, go here, but only based upon where the team is telling them they are. So they can't see each other. They're just describing to each other where they need to go. Now, Caitlin and Haley are the only team that chooses this side of the detour. They are so lost. Again, what else is new? <laughs> What's new? It's Their operator is clearly exasperated, but not getting upset about it. It takes them forever to do this detour, and yet still, they're cheery and happy, and I love them. I need to take whatever they're taking. So everybody else does the other side of the detour, which is number track, which is basically like a coding detour, and Ishwar and Aparna are coders, and they're like, we've got yes. this. We're amazing. This is going to be fantastic. So Gary and D'Angelo get there, and they finish first. They 
are fantastic. So what they have to do is basically you get to this place and there is a screen of numbers flying by. And it's sort of like a video game, sort of Tetrisy, where all the numbers are just flying down and you have to um, use your hand to, to knock the numbers that are lit up. There are some numbers that are glowing. If you miss a number, you have to start over the whole code. So basically they're like punching at the air to punch the numbers on the screen. Once you get them all, then a huge code appeared on the screen, which you then have to decipher based upon a key that's at your station, and it will tell you where to go to get your next clue. So D'Angelo and Gary are doing a great job at it. Will and James do a fantastic job and decode, and they're actually the first ones out of there. Ishwar and Aparna, it takes them like four tries, it's fine. They do okay, but they do great at the code, the un, like the decoding, but mm-hmm. neither of them are video game players. I guess a lot of coders are, they are not, and so it's not their forte. Um, Madison and Riley probably do this the smartest because they just start taking their hands and sweeping them side to side. So they're not like punching the numbers, they're just trying to like catch everything that flies by. Um, right. And Hung and Chi are there, and they, they make a cardinal mm-hmm. mistake which turns out to actually not be a cardinal mistake. They switch detours. They cannot do it. They're trying a bucket load of times. They cannot punch the numbers out of the air. And they say, you know what? We're going to switch. And as we're watching in my household and they go to switch, we both simultaneously go, no, like, don't do it. You're going to get better at it. Don't switch. We see how much trouble Kaylin and Haley are having with the Indian phone operator. And we think, oh, no, Hung and she are going to be out. But no, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Hung and she switch, and Hung nails the other half of the detour. Okay. Not she is telling her operator exactly where they are, what they're passing, doing it perfectly. They pass up Kaylin and Haley, and they like they should have done it from the beginning. They would have been in first place from the start. It was their detour. So everyone gets through the detours, and they have to travel to this mausoleum where the second to last yield of the race awaits. Will and James get there first, and Bryce, 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 it's time to use their yield because the time is running out, and Will and James yield, guess it. Not my girls, yes, Kaylee and Haley. Now, mind you, this is what I was confused about, Brooke. Yeah. I'm like, I thought that they uh, yielded Leo and Alana already. I'm like, are they stealing yield? I mean, if anyone's going to steal a yield. But no, that you turned Leo and Alana way earlier in the race, uh, forcing Leo and Alana to do both sides of the roadblock. So <laughs> this is the yield where they put their little um, hourglass that they got from the salt mines on the board, and they say, "Sorry, blondes, we're yielding you. You're not in the alliance." Although they do make a comment that they're sort of over the mine five alliance. They're more in the. They have a three person alliance within yes. the bigger alliance within the. So it's it's Hung and Chi, Madison and Riley and Will and James are sort of looking out for each other, and it shows up later in the episode oh. that they go to basically try and like screw over D'Angelo and Gary. But the blondes are not in the alliance, and therefore the blondes get yielded for twenty minutes, and yet when they show up, they're giggly. I they're giggly. I love now, them. Let me ask you this question mm-hmm. as a uh, a, a, a racer, yeah. amazing racer. Yeah. Do you feel do you feel like uh, uh, take out the alliance uh-huh. and if you had to use your yield, your Will and James, but Will can pretend it's Brooke and Bryce, okay. and because we could be both. I love that. But uh, like, is that strategically the best move to yield Haley and them? Or, like, or for me, because, listen, I'm thinking about who I can maybe harness the most. And for me, 
Now, this is like Bryce in the game, not Bryce, you know, out of the people that I love. But I'm like, <laughs> child, I would have yielded hung and chi. Yes and no. So my, uh, the thought for me anyway, is if you're going to mess with somebody, mess with somebody who you're going to get kicked out of the race because you don't want somebody having a grudge against you in the future. And also, but, I know, but, but this, okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, because I'm just going to say, like, because this is maybe my thinking. The girls is always in the bottom. Right. Always. Right. Okay. So they take them the to the end. Okay. So take mm-hmm. them to the mm-hmm. end. Get out a stronger or try to hurt a stronger team. And this is the last chance that you can do a yield and you're already ahead of them. So, like, they won't be able to yield you. That's just the way. But maybe maybe that's just spicy, Bricey. Or maybe that's why I came in third. No, that's hours. smart, but, though. I mean, you want to take people that you think are not going to beat you to the end. I get that. But at the same time, I mean, Will and James are a little different. They were in first place. Scott and I, you turned somebody, and again, I said it previously, I wouldn't do it again. But we turned somebody because we want, needed to make sure we stayed in it. It wasn't so much we were in first and we wanted to get rid of somebody. It wasn't more like strategy. It was more like was, life or death. Exactly. Like. So we, you turned somebody who already had a speed bump, who had multiple, multiple extra tasks to have to do to sort of give us as much time as possible to get to the finish line of that leg of the race. So it leads me to action mm-hmm. for Will and uh, I, I don't know why I want to call him Will and Brad. Will and James. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like It's like always at the top of my head. But at this point, it's not like Will and James are about to die. No, they didn't, you know, they didn't so- need to do this. They did it. They were in an alliance. They did. It, it wasn't the smart game move. It was the smart alliance move, I guess. Okay. I mean, Haley and Kaylin, you don't know. That's the thing. We're watching TV. We can see where they are. We can see they're super lost on the streets of India trying to deliver a sandwich to some guy in a park. But Will and James <laughs> don't know. They could be doing And they do know that they went to do the other half of the detour because they didn't see them at their side of the detour. So, I mean, in theory, Haley and Kaylin could have been in front of them, but they didn't True. know. I mean, they, they assumed. Let's... Be fair, but um, but they 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 would have had to know because if they were in front of them, they wouldn't have been able to yield them, right? You can yield. Uh you can you turn anybody. I think you can yield anybody. I don't think they take the pictures out of the yield box. If you yield somebody so, who's in uh, front of you, the yield just doesn't count. Oh, so it's just a waste of yield. Exactly. Okay. Just like if you okay. U-turn somebody who's already passed the U-turn board, the U-turn just doesn't count. Oh, come on with the amazing race knowledge one hundred and one, Professor Cam High. I try. These are, these are, okay. okay. So, okay. So anyway, they yield the blondes, they do their little evil genius laugh, and they go to do the first roadblock of the mega leg, which just says, who's ready to flip their lid? James does it. James says, let me do it. I haven't done enough roadblocks. So what they have to do, this one I think is really, really cool. I liked this one. It wasn't particularly difficult. It wasn't scary. It wasn't, um... Here come Grandpa. No, it wasn't like heavy lifting or anything, but it was a smart... <laughs> Roadblock, so I liked it. He had to take an iPad into these like catacombs and look at each column. And because India is apparently like the technological capital of, I don't know, Asia, Asia, I don't know. They had this cool technology where if you put the iPad in front of a column, you will see a, a image of a gentleman in a turban in front of specific columns. Then what they had to do is when they saw somebody, they'd run up the stairs and on the roof of the same building right above the columns, you had to, and they had a whole bunch of actual men walking around wearing the actual turbans and you had to place the correct man on the correct spot wearing the correct turban that you saw below. And if you didn't have them in the right spot, you had to have the right right turban in the right spot. If you didn't have either of those things right, you were just told no. Right. And, okay, a couple of things yeah. about this. Uh, de- this was a Roadblock. Roadblock. Yeah. Baby, 
I'd have been at this roadblock all day because those not if you were in the alliance because they all well, I mean, helped each other. <sighs> right. But listen, those Indian gentlemen in them turbans, they was ooh. Some of them, I mean, a lot of them was some zaddies. I was getting ready to call the Indian matchmaker from um from Netflix and say, "Bitch, hook me up, okay?" I'd Wendell would have had to iPad drag t- you right out of there. He would have because, baby, I would be on that iPad taking selfies. Okay, oh <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's amazing. So James is doing; he gets there first, but he's doing it wrong. He's miscounting, so he's getting the right people, but he's putting them off by one spot. So he is getting incredibly frustrated. Gary shows up. Um, Eastwar, Riley, Gary, she, and James do the whole thing. Oh, and then Kaylin, but she gets there so much later. I know. So I have her, like, written down way later on the list. Anyway, Gary and Eastwar tell James that he's been one pillar off, which helps James get out of there. So... The cool part about this one is, at one point, Gary is, like, looking over Riley's shoulder to see, you know, what he sees on Which his eyes. he always does. But, but I'm okay with it because Gary actually helped and told uh, James where to go. He, I think they're getting very frustrated with D'Angelo and Gary that they're not really helping. But I think Gary is helping where he can help. So I'm, I'm actually not mad about it. Anyway, um, the cool part about this task is once a gentleman was placed in a spot on the roof... Nobody could use that one anymore. So yeah, you couldn't just copy somebody. Uh, mm-hmm. Right. Which I liked. So anyway, Riley gets out of there super fast because they're amazing. Um, and then we have Gary who gets out of there. And then we have James because he was helped. And that's the only way that he got out of there in time. <laughs> Ishwar kept – she understood the game, but he had issues with the turbans. So he was in the right spot with the wrong turbans. She shows up, nails it immediately. He's okay. done in like three tries, three people, the end. And then Ishwar gets out in fifth place. And Kaylin and Haley are waiting by the yield, twiddling their thumbs, laughing and giddy about the fact that they're still in the race. And boom, that's the end of the first half of your mega leg. And I loved it. I liked it. I loved it. I was into it. And I was even more into it because we still had a full hour of the amazing race to go this week and yes. it only I, got harder mm-hmm. i was you know i was a little confused like how they was going to do this and like what was so mega about I it but i was you know seeing the details of like the episodes and like you know just the intricate of it i was like oh okay this is a little hard and i would have been glad if i were like will and james or if i was like uh gary and how does it feel <laughs> But I sometimes I feel like I'd be a little bit more like Gary in how does it feel? Because <laughs> like they like to withdraw from the bank account. They don't really much like to deposit. Uh, but I don't think I, well, I don't know because it's I'd be, I'd be wanting to give them a bit of the doubt because I'd, I'd be wanting to think that it's like they're not aware of what they're I doing. Don't think but they I are. Feel, but I, I don't know. I feel like they are very aware of it because how does it feel? It's very into this game. And he, like, they, I don't know. I just really wish that, you know, how Survivor does, like, the dream teams and stuff. I just wish we could have, like, but, like or big brother, like, I need to see what they like in them hotel rooms. Like, I need to, like, I want the conversation behind right. the show. For me, that would be so interesting. I mean, they put some of that online, like, on YouTube oh. and whatnot. There's some behind-the-scenes oh. stuff. When your season is over, they take it down. But they do uh, put some behind the that don't know That don't do nothing for me. <laughs> but this season's is on. As it's going, so you can see some stuff behind the scenes. I will say, I think Gary thinks he's helping and thinks he's being helped. And I honestly, at least Gary, I don't think has, I don't think D'Angelo has any malicious intent either. But I don't think Gary even realizes that anyone thinks they have anything 
that they're taking and not giving. But be that as it may. I, I don't – yeah, I think they do not. Uh, I think well, they, I think this I week think coming they, up, their alliance is over and they're going to get, you know. Well, I mean, hamstring. yeah, it, it's a done deal. Uh, okay. But then mm-hmm. – go ahead. Ooh, no, go, go, go. Oh, well, because mind you, you know, I'm not as intricate as you. But so after they get done with the turban, with with my zaddies in the turbans, Uh they then have to get in the tut-tuts. And then this was like, now this is kind of sort of what I missed a little bit. Oh, oh, yeah, not the tut Well, mind you, so, you know, I was in the Philippines. And so they were actually tut-tuts in the Philippines. Yeah, everywhere else. Almost everywhere else. It is actually a tut-tut. But these... If, if someone said tuck, I'd be looking for a guy walking and running this thing, this auto rickshaw. But it, anyway, yes, they had to get there and go to this like bizarre place. Yes. yes. So now here is the thing that I was like hoping you could help me because yeah. I was like filling up my little glass of wine. What was like the 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 rumble tumble with uh, the beer brothers and Gary? And how does it feel with the rickshaws? Oh. Okay, so I think there was some issue about thinking that uh, Gary and D'Angelo took. The rickshaw that Madison and Riley wanted to take. I didn't. I don't have so much written down. There was so much like about hubbub about it, but hubbub who says that? Um, <laughs> but I don't know. So it's early. We're doing this early. Um, so yeah, I don't see so much of an issue. But I will say that it sort of continued on into the detour. And this detour, yes. it was the dreaded. This is what scared me for when we did it. We didn't have this one. It was just said this or that. Figure out what you're doing. The end. This or that. With My no, daughter been like, you could get with this, but we're going to do that, that. Right. okay? Period. Now, what would you, if you had this or that, I have a theory on this. If you had this or that, what would you pick? I would probably have done, like, I would have I would have picked that. Me too. Why would you have picked that? Because you can get with this or you can get with that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Okay. Okay. My reasoning is different. My thought process <laughs> is most people are just going to go with this. You read it first. This makes it seem like it's right here. Like this. Do this. Like I think people right. think that it's just closer, easier right here. I don't think many people think to go to that. And for some reason, it's probably not true. The produ- any producer who listens to this is probably like, Brooke, you're an idiot. It's not true. That the, the that version of a this or that detour is generally a bit easier because less people choose it. I don't know. Yeah. That's what I think. This, that version of the detour was disgusting. Right. And I, that I would have done it. Detour, it wouldn't have bothered me. It wouldn't have bothered mm-hmm. me, but I just low-key felt bad for the people that, like, were participating right, in right. this. Like, I don't know. I just had a little empathy for, like, the toothless people that were, like, you know, being manhandled <laughs> by these contestants. Other than uh, Hung. because First of all, she's or was it hilarious. She? Hung is hilarious. Who looks in the camera and says, oh, this doesn't bother me. This is disgusting. We have kids. Kids are gross. Like, right. shit comes out of kids. They're gross. They're just, I could, I would have given this guy a colonoscopy if he wanted it. Like, she right. was hilarious. Like, oh, it was maybe the now, best line that she said, and I appreciated her for it. The one thing that I thought was the downfall of this, uh, that, or the, child, I'm getting all confused. Of, Bracelets of, or dentures? Dentures. Okay. Was that, I'm trying mm-hmm. not to say that or this, was because <laughs> you had to wait behind yep. another team. Yep. That was the problem with, with that. 
that exactly but if you would have chosen that first mm-hmm. and got there then you could have whizzed by it right. however i really felt uh, a lot of i don't know uh i thought i would be really good at the bracelets because first first of all bitch i would have been, been putting a couple of i think i would have taken pockets one too i know because listen they were cute mm-hmm. and i really loved my baby daddy madison and cody uh child name cody, is cody. <laughs> Madison and Corey. Riley. No, Matt. Riley. <laughs> Riley. He's they gonna got be your there. brother-in-law. You gotta get the names right. Yes, I know. And they were killing it. And I, I really it. liked I didn't I didn't think they really necessarily had a method to it. And then Gary and how does it feel? <laughs> got there. And they were like, you know, competitively on their edge. Um, but then Madison and Riley got done. However, I was really happy with Will and James mm-hmm. because I feel like they methodically like picked up a handful, put them all on your hands, and then like I just felt like they killed it. I would say that I actually thought that the that part, the dentures part, would have been a faster detour, but because these needle in a haystack ones with the bracelets t- can take a really, really long time. Um, however, the people that did this, the bracelets one, first, second, third out of the detour. And the right. other three took longer. I don't know if it's because you had to wait. I don't know if it's because Hung and Chi decided to switch from the bracelets. Again, they switched from the bracelets to right. the dentures. I'm not sure. Um, but the people who did the bracelets, first, second, third, Madison and Riley, D'Angelo and Gary, and Will and James, first, second, and third out of the detour. And then they have to go to this palace, this gorgeous 2,000 feet above the city, mirror of the sky, the Loch Numa palace for the very last Ooh. yield opportunity to which we're sitting there going just don't yield the blunt like just cut them some slack at right. this point like honestly they're in last place just give them a little something to be happy about like they're not yielded again but <laughs> they put on these really fancy outfits madison and riley are in first place and i'm thinking okay maybe they won't yield the girls bryce bryce child bryce they put it all they on. did it again put put, put. Put it all now. Put and I'm just like, what, what's the point of this? Like, I, I mean, at this point, I feel like that's when. Well, they actually were saying because Hung and She were doing so poorly, they wanted to really help them. So I understood that, okay. but I'm just like, come on, okay. get the girls a break. I know, and this is the first time that you see the blondes even crack into any sort of negativity. And I actually don't even think they were being negative. I think it was Kaylin. She's like, if someone else yells us, I'll fucking slaughter them. Like, she just, she'd had enough. But she said it with a smile and giggled, and the two of them are laughing, going, it's probably going to happen. Whatever, it's okay. They have had a bad day, those blondes. They had a bad, they had a bad race. I know, they just turned at every opportunity to turn them, but they're so positive, and they crack me up, and when they get to that second yield, they are, like, doubled over laughing. They just think it's so funny. And it just, it warms my heart. One positive thing about the yield, I feel like, is because when you're in last place, the edit that you get of doing whatever challenge that you have to do, I like that you only get to see the one time that you do it. Right. It It looks like Like, you do everything in one shot. (laughs) Right. And that essence is really, really good. But I thought that this was really good. This was something that I would have definitely picked if me and Wendell was playing. Because, you know, in my head, me and Wendell was on a race. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have been great at this. Uh Uh, I'm pay attention to detail really well i like growing up i used to set the table that used to be my task after we got home from school Mm -hmm. so i would have been all about this i really loved how i think it was my baby daddy madison figured out the ruler but i also thought it was so cute or not even cute but shade of i think it was the one of the boyfriends it was james it was james James, and it was it was mean (laughs) 
it was well, it was hilarious how he's like, I just saw this. Oh, actually, I think it might have been. Sorry, but Riley, I think Riley did this one. But Riley. So, okay, so for anyone who didn't see it, it just says, who wants to set things straight? They have to go into this ridiculously huge castle to this ridiculously long, like hundred place setting dining table. And they have to do 10 perfect settings with fancy napkins (laughs) and 18 forks and everything. Perfect. This also is a task that I love because I have a tinge of the obsessive compulsive disorder and there's a place (laughs) for everything and everything in its place. Very, very organized. I liked this task. And this would have been, I actually think this task would have been great if people had to do it in 10 different rooms and couldn't communicate with each other. But by virtue of the fact that certain people helped certain people, it's sort of solidify the fact that the blondes were going home because there were people who were not going to get this for a long time. So right. Riley starts and has a heck of a head start and um, is working smart. He gets all the plates in and then he decides to organize everything. James comes in and sort of flies through it and Gary comes in and then we have Hung and Aparna and ultimately Haley, but I think she's doing this after everyone else has checked in. Right. So Riley um, figures, sees the ruler Wants to tell James about the ruler, but makes it very, very clear that he doesn't want Gary to know about the ruler. Because, shade. And then James gets it, sees the ruler, and says, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody. But then Riley tells James, and James is like, oh, I was just going to tell you about this ruler that I found. So the two of them are working together. They figure out everything. Gary is there working hard, figuring out. But then Riley and James go to leave, and Gary's like, hey, guys, what's, what's the deal? What's going on here? And Riley just goes... It has to be way more detailed than you think. Than you think. When uh, I what tell is that? you, I scream. And the alliance I is over. Scream. I tell you, I scream. First of all, I would have been like, well, bitch, that's a big help. Okay? I like. <laughs> that's <laughs> I just, no I help at all. But before James leaves, he, he goes over to Hung. And says, this is what you need to do. Here are the measurements. Here's the finger. Here's everything. So Hung had no problem doing it, but it's super easy when you know the answer. Like, she didn't have to struggle at all. She jumps over Aparna. I don't know if Aparna just wasn't there yet at the time or if James didn't tell her. I think she may not have shown up yet or James didn't see her. But Riley's out first. James is out second. Gary figures it out on his own. Good for you, Gary. (laughs) Hung doesn't have to figure anything out, but she's adorable, so I can't be mad. Aparna finishes in fifth, and then... Everybody checks in in that order, um, and then Haley starts doing the detour, uh, the roadblock, who knows when, and the sun sets on them, and they get eliminated, but they're laughing, and they're happy, and they're adorable, and I'm sad to see them go. I am very sad to see them go. I have to make sure I follow them on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, they were a, a treat to watch, even though it started out a little bumpy with them, but I was glad that I was able to watch them. Now, I feel like my attention is now shifted to Iswar and Aparna, oh, because yeah. they're the underdogs. And for me, it's like they've got everything to lose. So where it's projected how things are going, that they probably will not like they'll get eliminated next week. But I'm really hoping I that hope something not. happens that some part of the power alliance shifts and that something happens that they're able to kind of like take control. Now, I don't know how I feel about Gary and how does it feel? <laughs> because I'm just like they're almost like the villains of this point. And I feel like they're not going to go home. You think they're like, the villains? I do. I mean, if there was a villain edit, 
I think it's going to Will and James. And personally, I like them. I like the strategy. I think this game could use as much strategy. I don't love the five-team alliance, but I do really like the strategy. So I don't see them as villains. But they are getting raked over the coals by, you know, casual fans who are all, I don't like what you're doing, and relax, casual fans. Like, this is how you play the game. They're playing it smart. I think they're going to make it to the end. I don't know if they'll win it, but I think they'll make it to the end. As far as D'Angelo and Gary are concerned, I will say that The Amazing Race has a history. It happened in my season. It happens in a lot of seasons. That the very strong male-male team has a tendency, and again, I don't know, I may be wrong, has a tendency to finish fourth, one leg shy of the final leg. So if I had to guess, and this is just a guess based on previous seasons and no knowledge whatsoever, that's my guess is where Gary and how does it feel will end. That's yes. Well, girl, let's let's put a quarter bet on it. Okay. I'm curious to know. I don't know so if it's listen, right. It might be at 25 cents. But li- that would be my guess. And the only other thing. So next, did they not go to Africa? I don't know about this route. I, I like where they are, but they spent a lot of time in South America, and I think they skipped some places. I don't know where they're going to go, except I know next week they're going to Cambodia, which I love. Yes. Love. I'm excited just because now it's like I love the fact that, you know, when you have a five strong alliance mm-hmm. and now it's time to turn on each mm-hmm. other. And I feel like that's great because that means the alliance was successful. And what I really do like about my brother-in-laws, the boyfriends <laughs> and Hung and Chi is that they thought ahead and have an inner alliance mm-hmm. within the, the big alliance. So I'm like, I'm excited. I don't think all three of them all three of the teams will make it to the end. So I'm just so curious to see how it all implodes. But I just have to say, you know, Baby Boy was a little apprehensive about how this season started, Mm -hmm. but it is definitely wetting my whistle, and I'm so happy that I get to watch and chat about every episode with my Brookie Poo. Thank you. Okay. So next week, I will. there is so... When you audition for the show, there's like a couple things. Where do you not want to (laughs) go? Is there anything that you will not do? And I said, you know, I don't want to shave my head. I mean, if it's if I'm at the finish line, it's for a million bucks, I'm going to shave my head. But it's something that I said, you know, I said, never do a fast forward in India because that's where they always have you shave your head. So just my knowledge of the race, there were things I didn't want to do. I am scared of one thing in this world, Bryce. Anyone saw me on the show, they probably think I'm scared of a lot of things. But I am literally scared of one thing. I have a debilitating fear of spiders. Like, I'm not scared of anything else that creeps or crawls or snakes or rats or spiders. It's only that. I do not know if I saw it correctly, but we rewound it. See it a couple times. It may look, it might be scorpions, so I'm not sure. But it looks like they are going to have to eat some eight-legged something. And I got to tell you, that might have been where my race came to an end. Because I do not think I could have... I don't know. If it was a scorpion, I would deal with it and not be happy about it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I want to eat that. But again, we talked previously, when I go to a country, I'll try their local delicacies. I will not try your local delicacy if your local (laughs) delicacy is an arachnid. It's not for me. I'm going to watch next week with my hands over my eyes if that's what they have to do. But it it gives me the, the creepy crawlies. So we'll see what happens in Cambodia. I'm excited to chat about it with you, too. And um and and we'll see who's out next. My guess, my best guess, based. Don't on, say you saw our party. I mean that. Uh, put, uh-huh. No. Okay. No. No. Definitely no. 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 I, we're not even putting that energy in the air. Well, it's just because okay. I have a quarter it, bet on the fact that Gary and D'Angelo coming forth, and I well, think the alliance is going to work. There's nobody else left. <laughs> Hung and she could go home. They could. They could. 
They could. I mean, I don't know. Riley and Madison go home. The boy, anyone I mean, could go well, home. You know, listen, I mean, Will and, I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. anyway, don't just know. don't say East Warrior Department. I'm not That's all. It. I'm not saying it. Purdy. Anybody else. I'm not saying it. I really like them. Right. I don't want them to go. I do. I like them as well. I I like their dynamic. They're just like, they're, child, I can just go on and on. <laughs> but I mean, besides the fact that I think East is a part, East uh-huh. War, I think it is, you know, he's attractive. <laughs> but um, I just, I like their quirkiness. They're not like overly confident. They're actually m- mild mannered. They're hard workers. They like, you know, it's just a lot I like about them. So I do too. I, and I like I want- how they are confident, but then if they suck at something, they're like, okay, we shouldn't have been confident about this. We're, we're not great. Right. <laughs> it's cool. So and they're cool with I just, it. I don't know. I'm here for it. But all right, Brookie Poo, I talk to you next week. Thanks for having me. If you hurry up quick, it's a purple pants pick, yeah. Yes, and we are on to the Purple Pants Picks. You know one of my favorite segments of this podcast where you pick I say every Saturday to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah. I post a photo and say drop your topics, and that's the chance you, the proud member of the Purple Pants Posse, can pick what your baby boy talks about, whether it's music, whether it's food, whether it's candy, whether it's advice, but you know, try to say that for advice with Bryce. But whatever you want to hear your baby boy talk about, I got you. Now let's get into this first Purple Pants pick. The first Purple Pants picks comes from Derek Derome1193, and they're asking Sarah Fuller, the Vanderbilt football kicker. Yes, so it looks like Sarah Fuller became the first woman to play during a regular season game in one of the college Power Five conferences by booting, okay, kicking off on Saturday for Vanderbilt to start the second half against Missouri, okay? Fuller, a senior and the starting goalkeeper for the Vanderbilt's women's soccer team, was tapped to play football this week after every member of the kicking squad was forced to stop practice when at least one of them came in contact with somebody who contracted coronavirus now ain't that about a bitch though okay because i've been seeing for years uh women wanting to be a part of the football league and they always like oh you can't do that you're not big enough you were the men will dominate you know but ain't that about a bitch when so when when miss rona come through and you ain't got nobody to kick then you call him miss sarah fuller Please miss me with that. But I am so excited because I love the fact that little girls can look up to Sarah and say, like, oh, my God, and really aspire to do what they want. So I love this type of story. So, yes, come on, Sarah Fuller. Oh, okay. Now, listen, does somebody remind me what the Power Five conference is? Because you know your baby boy don't really know. All right, what's the next Purple Pants pick? Paulo's Travels is asking, talk about the storm in Cagayan during your season. Didn't hear from you that episode. <laughs> you didn't really hear from me a lot that whole season. Um, that typhoon that came through in the Kagyan region when we were out there was horrible. Um, it was one thing to like sleep outside at night, and although Baby Boy might have only been out there for nine days, listen, the first couple of days are really beautiful, and I remember it was at nighttime. It started to rain, and bang bang, rain it did. Water started coming through our shelter. It was probably one of the worst experiences of my life, and I remember just I kept thinking to myself, I just cannot wait until the morning comes and the sun comes on out, and bang bang, the sun ain't come out. And that was like one of the depressing times of my life. My hands were swollen. We all 
waited by the well. It just seemed like it never ended. And still to this day, when it rains outside, I always get a little flashback. And I'm always, like, so blessed to be in a house that has, like, a roof. And again, when I talk about my leftovers, okay, this is one of those things that I'm just like, I'm always so blessed about it. Um, There is a secret scene on CBS of me talking about my experience of being outside. And I feel like I, I cry in it a little bit because I got emotional because at one point in time, baby boy was like, I don't know if I could do two, three days of this. Okay. Like, I don't know. It was, it was getting to be a bit much, but I'm definitely happy that I prevailed through the storm. Baby boy just did not prevail through the first trouble. Council of my tribe, but listen, make sure you stream Kagiyan, okay, on the Netflix, and make sure you screenshot any photos or videos you take of your baby boy, send them to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah, and I'm gonna repost it. I love seeing it. What's the next purple pants pick? Ailey51478 is asking, I've not heard you talk about Shit's Creek. Have you seen it? And do you like it? So I'm gonna be honest, I seen like the first two seasons of Shit's Creek, but baby, they got like seven or eight seasons, so I am not up to date. On the new seasons, but what I do know about the new seasons is that I know the brother finally comes out as gay. Because I remember in the first season, I'm like, he giving me a little like. So I'm happy to see the evolution, but no, I have not caught up. Is that something I should catch up on? I know like Wendell, I know my friend Sarah, I know they be watching it. But sometimes, you know, when you start a series, right, and then you fall off, and then you want to get back on, but then a whole season and another season cam- comes out, I you, I get anxiety, like, oh, it's so much. So I really do have to get back into it. So thank you for that reminder. I'm putting it on the list now. What's the next per bow pants pick? Caleb WH25 is asking, favorite podcasts besides this one? And if I could interject... Some of my favorites are Sibling Rivalry with Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange, Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer, Urgent Care with Joel Kim Booster and Mitra Johari, just to name a few. So Baby Boy listens to so many podcasts, I can't even tell you a favorite, but I will tell you the last two podcasts that I listened to. One is called The Read that uh, my baby boy Aman told me about that I love. And I really love listening to Spencer Bledsoe, uh, who goes by Raymond now. But uh, I really love listening to his Redeeming Disorder podcast. Those are some of my faves that I'm listening to now. But listen, I always love to discover new podcasts. So I'm always like literally like finding if somebody says they have a podcast, if I'm cleaning my house, I always put it on. So I listen to way too many to tell y'all but those are literally the last two that i listened to today all right <laughs> what's the next purple pants pick chama blogs is asking hey bryce do you have any favorite albums of 2020 any thoughts on the grammy nominations first yes there are so many albums that came out this year that i loved but i feel like 2020 feels like a decade so it's so hard for me to say the albums that i liked i know i definitely was feeling brandy's album b7 that did not get nominated for grammy um and i know there have been a lot of people upset feeling like they did not get great like the grammy snubbed them but for me it's like okay same thing different year and we talk about diversity we champion diversity it's these people that don't listen to the music that don't look like the people that make the music sit on these grammy nominations uh or the grammy boards and make these nominations and it's really more of a popularity contest as opposed to like the artistry and i heard the weekend was like so upset for not getting and like you know he's he was preparing for to perform at the grammys and then get nominated but my questions to these artists that don't get me wrong because i'm not taking away that like yeah you should deserve a grammy but are you making music to make grammys or are you making music to speak to the souls of the people that's that's just my question 
you already got eight non- nominations. Like, I, like so. But again, the Grammy nominations and the Grammys, it, it's just, it's more of a money thing. You got to have a record label behind you. You you know what I'm saying? But it's the same thing, you know, with the Oscars, the Emmys. Like, it, you know, we need more inclusion. We need more diversity. Like, period. And so, like, we go through the same thing every year. So when they're going to change it, I don't know. And I know the Grammys did issue a statement about inclusion and all of that good stuff. But girl, listen, Miss Grammys, it's 2020. How long does it take for y'all to figure this out? But I listen, I listen. But yes, I yeah. What's the next purple pants pick? Okay. And the final purple pants picks is from Truett underscore Daniel underscore Burks, and they're asking what happened on your Kageon pre-jury trip. Bang bang or Kageon pre-jury trip? It was me. Uncle Cliff, Jatia, Alexis, and somebody who I just cannot seem to remember their name. Uh, we went to Thailand. We went to uh, Bangkok. We went to Chiang Mai. We went to Phuket. It was lit. It was litty, 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 litty. It was so much fun. Um, at first, I was kind of like scared of Uncle Cliff because I was like, I don't know if we're going to get along, but baby, it was a couple of nights. Listen, we done snuck off and, okay, found a little, you know, medicinal use things and uh but it was really me and alexis every day got a massage you could get an hour massage for literally like a dollar that was me and alexis thing uh me and jatia hug out got super close um i don't that other person I, I don't really remember much about that person but the trip was really amazing it sucked at the time because i was dealing with the processing the loss of like <laughs> like doing so poorly in survivor at the time my mom and john had got married so i missed their wedding so it was just a lot and i really wanted to go home every day i was asking like my handler kelly like can y'all just fly me home like i really just want to go home so it just was it was a lot a lot mentally but you know we got to ride on the backs of elephants through mountains we got to swim in the ocean we got to ride tut tuts through bangkok sit like it was really a lifetime experience and baby boy didn't have to come out his pocket for nothing who chile listen it was definitely great experiences and i'm glad i got the time to bond with uncle cliff you know the former nba player who's played survivor um never in my life would i ever probably get an opportunity to bond with somebody who's so not like me but we got along so great you know i made lifelong friends with jatia um so it really was a great experience and just a reminder if your pick didn't get picked this week do not worry every saturday on bryce's instagram and twitter at bryce isaiah that's b-r-i-c-e-i-z-y-a-h bryce posts the purple pants picks and it's your chance as the listener to get your pick in tune in next week to see if your purple pants pick was picked it is time for advice given to you by bryce it's time for advice with bryce all right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Advice with Bryce. We have a really, really good one here today. And just for personal reasons, we're going to keep this one anonymous. So let's go ahead and get right into this week's submission. Hey, Bryce, I have an Advice with Bryce question. I've been seeing this guy and he's decent, but there's one thing that he truly does that just annoys the crap out of me. He's constantly bragging about his work always, every damn day. It drives me insane. I don't even ask anything that would make him say it, but he's always acting like he's the boss at his job when he's not, constantly bragging about how much money these accounts are that he sold, acting like he's the shit, etc. It's really annoying me to death. 
I send my friends screenshots all the time, but none of us can think of how to tell him that it's super annoying without sounding like an ass. Is there a way to tell someone they are being super braggadocious, or is it just easier to cut them off? I'm touring because I'm not having any luck on these dating apps with anyone else right now. Let me know. Thanks, Bryce. I mean, this is a good one, but it's rather clear-cut for me. Um, So I think two things come to my mind. Are you really interested in this guy or not? Because reading that, it kind of sounds like, first of all, you're still perusing on these apps. So it seems like you're not really interested. If you're not really interested, then let it fade away. Let it go. Keep it moving. However, you did say that you're feeling him. So if there is a possibility that this could be a thing, you know, no one's perfect. I'm sure, you know, there are some things about you that he maybe does not find so favorable. But I really believe in communication. So you got to put your big boy or big girl panties on and really let this person know whether it's and I would say make it like, you know, if y'all see each other in person or at least on FaceTime where it's like, hey, do you always have to like talk about your job? And like maybe we can talk about some other things because I don't really find it in an admirable quality that you're continually to brag on your job and see what he says to that. If he gets offended, then, you know, he'll get over it. And if not, then you could just say bye, 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 bye. But I really think you need to address the issue. However, it could be he really is proud of his job. You, I, There's just so many different things. Like maybe he's the first person in his family to get a job. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's really proud of it. And so maybe if you can then maybe say, hey, like, let's just keep the job updates to once a week. Okay, not every time. So my advice to you is decide if this guy is worth talking to. That's the first thing. If he is not, then let it go. If he is, then you need to address the situation and address it respectfully. You know, sometimes in relationships and we are talking to people, it's not always easy to have these conversations. But if you want to get past this phase and really develop the relationship, you're going to have hard conversations. And so you need to address it with him and say, like, you know, do what I do with my friends. Can I always say the sharing is caring table. Uh, can we put something on the sharing is caring table and really talk about how it annoys you and that you don't really want to hear about it. You'd rather hear about them and other things and take it from there. It, he could be receptive to it or he could be like, oh, not feeling that. And then either way, it's done and you can continue to swipe. But you definitely need to bring it up to him um, and just in a nice, polite way. Just be upfront and be direct is my advice to you. OK, I hope this helps. Thanks for the advice with Bryce this week. And once again, if you feel like you need advice with Bryce, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Purple Pants Podcast. You can contact Bryce at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. The following message is brought to you by. Give me a B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Let me hear it. B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 B. A. R. B. Bar. 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 Hi, this is Miss Barb, and I'm here to once again share a few words. At some point, you just have to let go and move on. It might be the hardest thing in the world to do, but you have to summon all of the strength you possibly can to finally let go. Some people and things just aren't going to be meant for you, no matter how much you wish they were. 
some jobs and situations just won't work out, no matter how much you hoped they would. But know that it's okay for things not to work out. Nobody's life is a straight line that makes perfect sense. Everybody has twists and turns, and everyone has to turn around every now and then. So when you find yourself wishing and hoping things out of your control would change, summon all of your strength to let go and start heading in a new direction because it'll lead you closer to your true path. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? Who's the freak of the week? And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week, and I'm excited. This is more of a congratulations Freak of the Week, but nevertheless, a Freak of the Week. This weekend, when baby boy was minding my business, spending Thanksgiving by myself, I was perusing the Instagram, and me and this person, anytime I post a story, he always commenting, trash talking, talking about my magnets don't stick to the refrigerator, which is the lie detector determined that was a lie. But this freak of the week is definitely a friend of the show, a friend of mine, and a good brother, Joe Mena from Survivor Heroes Healers Hustlers, and who happens to be Mr. March Zaddy of the Bryce Isaiah 2021 calendar. And if you don't have your calendar, you better get it now, because listen, let me just tell you. Joe is serving it. Um, It looked like on Thanksgiving, Joe proposed to his girlfriend. Oh, my my bell. My bell sounded a little broken. Hold on. Yes. So I want to give a huge congratulations to Joe and his fiance. And I appreciate his fiance so much because when I was getting together my zaddy calendar and I'm asking Joe, send me a photo. First of all, Joe got an Android, so oh, that's that's number one. So he's sending me these photos, and I'm like, Joe, these are not Zaddy-esque, okay? I'm trying to elevate your profile. I need a Zaddy-esque photo. And he kept telling me, got to wait till my girlfriend gets home. Got to wait till my girlfriend gets home. She knows how to take a photo, okay? And I entrusted her. And not only did she deliver, she made Joe a zaddy. So ever since then, she's been my good, good girlfriend in my head. So I really, yes, I, her name's Josh. So I really just want to show them some love. Congratulations on their engagement. Okay. And if Joe and his fiance are the freak of the week, then that means we are at the tail end of another amazing podcast thank you so much for your support thank you so much for listening okay don't forget make sure you subscribe to this podcast apple podcast spotify podcast the back of uncle pookie truck make sure you write a review tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a cousin to tell a turkey to get the leftovers out of the refrigerator because it's a it's a it's a it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast.
back, she's trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. She's trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.